Um, you guys, so hello, podcast people. We were just talking, and I thought I just hit the record button. So um, Catherine's just talking about how humid it is in Spain, where she lives. I was going to ask you, is uh, um, you get like really torrential rainfalls? Yeah, in, in the Atlantic region, it's kind of, I'm not sure if they're torrential necessarily, but they're definitely, the climate is pretty much rainy all the time. But not mm -hmm. all the time, maybe in the summer it doesn't rain as much. Mm -hmm. However, it rains pretty much all the time here and it's very humid. And uh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> and that's why I'm wearing like 1,000 layers of clothes because it's not that cold necessarily. But since it's very humid in the house, it's like you're constantly cold as well because the air is watery. So the lack of better time, but we uh, come to Spain. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful lifestyle, Spanish cuisine and stuff. It's like very funny how people say it's like, oh, Spain is about beaches and uh, beautiful sun. Not everywhere necessarily. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> well, in today's podcast, it's my turn to be in the hot seat. So Colton and Catherine get to ask me all sorts of questions. You know, in high school, do you guys play like 20 questions in high school where you have to tell the truth of all questions? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, except not nearly as not nearly as much pressure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about you also start like with the life story? Like, sure. like we all did. I think that's cool. Well, I'm born in Calgary. That's a great place to start. So it's in Canada. And my mom, my mom and dad divorced when I was three. So I grew mm -hmm. up with primarily just mom. My dad wasn't really in, in the picture for really wasn't in the picture growing up. I mean, he, I would see him sometimes, but he wasn't reliable. So he'd say he's going to pick me up and he wouldn't come. Or sometimes he'd come to birthdays, sometimes he wouldn't. Or he'd come late to the birthday, things like that. Oh, I think. Oh, can you hear me? Hold on a second. Yeah. I think it muted for a second. Or hello, just hello? Me. No, hello, no, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sorry. I was saying, so my dad wasn't really in the picture growing up for the most part. Um, I grew up with Gujarati in the household. That's an Indian language. You guys know that. Mm -hmm. um, English with everyone else, and then French at school. So I went to French, a French immersion school. Mm -hmm. um, what else can I tell you? What else? What else? That's a good place to start. Yeah. What What were you like in in school? Did you like belong to a clique or whatever? Like, because here we hmm. were in Europe. Well. Broadly speaking, we kind of perceive the North American schools as like cliques and whatever. They, what you see on TV, and I'm always fascinated by. That probably is not true at all, is it? Well, <clears throat> I can just speak based on this my schools that I went to. So mm -hmm. in high school, I think you could say there probably were cliques, but I wouldn't have viewed it as clicky. <laughs> but that might have been because I was just a bit clueless. Like, I legitimately <laughs> thought there was no drama in my high school at one point. I was like, yeah, there's no drama. Because I wasn't part of drama. Or I didn't see it. Well, that's but, your experience as well. I think for you, it wasn't... Yeah, it was fine. It was cool. I mean, mm -hmm. but no, there were definitely in high school, yeah. So we had, like, the band kids would hang out in the band room. Mm -hmm. There was the cool kids corner. <laughs> there was this, like, stage thing in the in the cafeteria. And there's kind of a group of people that hung out there. There are these people that always hung out by this like wall. There's like a half wall you can sit on that was in a curve, in a curve. And so there's people that hung out there. Then there was so there there were, I suppose, click. Mm -hmm. 
exaggerated in Hollywood movies. Yeah. Compared totally. to what I saw in my school. But again, I might have just missed it because I didn't see it. Who knows? So that brings me to the next question. It's a bit like, how come, uh, what were your interests like? Well, what were you doing usually? How come you like didn't notice the drama and everything? You must have been doing something then. Um, in high school, let's see. Why didn't I notice? Well, I, I don't know. It just wasn't something that drew my attention. What did I usually do? So I, I used to bounce around between different groups. So mm. I was in band. So I'd, be in the, I'd go to the band room and then I'd go to the stage because some of my friends would hang out at the stage. It was, I call it a stage. It's not really a stage. I call it a stage. It's like at the stage. Then there's like, I was dating a girl who hung out by the wall so that she had her friend group that sat close to this wall. So I'd go mm. there. Um, yeah. So I had different groups I hung out with. So you had the band group and the wall group? The band group, the wall group, the stage group. Am, am I forgetting any groups? I feel like there were probably some others. Like I feel like there were probably other groups too. I just can't remember. Like I feel like I used to walk to where Alex used to go. And Alex was like off to the side. I don't remember what we used to talk about, but there's a group over there too. I think I'll just walk, be like, hello, talk for like five, ten minutes. And then go to the hmm. group like, oh, hey, oh, hello. And then go and talk for five, ten, twenty minutes. And then go somewhere <laughs> else. Hey, hello. Did you like adopt different personalities? Because that, I mean, for example, I, I was like that as well in high school. So I kind of adapted different personalities depending on the group. So was that the case with you? Well, not full on personalities, obviously. No, but not so much. Of... I don't, no, not for me. I think I bounced around groups because I was a bit, I didn't have any super, I didn't have like best friends. Hmm. I didn't have any best friends. I had some really, it's a couple of good friends but maybe I wasn't their best friend. So they had another group that they would hang out with as well as me. And perhaps that group would be like, sometimes take precedence. I'd be like, oh, well, now where do I go? <laughs> so I had, yeah. But I didn't have like a core, um, a core group of my own where like, this is my crew and I hang out with them. Mm. So I would mm. bounce around because I didn't have that. Now, when I was dating, I, I was dating someone in high school. I dated her most, I think I started dating her when I was in 11th grade. Maybe 10th grade. I can't remember. 10th or 11th grade. When we started to date, I sort of I would hang out quite frequently with her group. But I was definitely like, I was included, but it wasn't, how do you say it? It's not like they became my really core group of friends. Mm. Like some of those people are still, when I see Facebook or Instagram or whatnot, some of them are still, I can see like, oh, you just went to so-and-so's wedding. Oh, cool. So you guys are still like really good friends. But I never really got close to anyone mm. in that group. How about like hobbies and stuff? What did you use to do? Uh, well, in high school, I like to juggle. Oh, well, that's so cool. I was super into juggling. So I like bring, I used to bring three apples to school every day. Oh, Not wow. so I can necessarily juggle them, although it was one reason, but I used to eat apples as my snack. I'd bring like three apples, one granola bar, and my main course. That's so and cool. I'd eat apples throughout the day. Sometimes I bring four apples even. Oh, wow. And I went through an orange phase too. I'd bring oranges, like mandarin oranges. And then I would like juggle them because I could juggle <laughs> in school. So I like go to the stage and like start juggling. <laughs> that, was that, that was super into juggling for a while. In high school too, I was super into tennis for a while. So me and my one friend used to, he lived close to my house and we would go play tennis all the time. Mm -hmm. um, what else was I? I went through a magic phase. That was probably when I was in junior high school, I think. I kind of had a feeling. 
I can do one magic trick properly right now. Like oh, it wow. always blows people's mind. It's really easy to do and it always blows people's mind. I can show you guys one point. I can probably show you over Zoom. I think it probably would work. Yeah. You want to um, see it? Yeah. Really no, I, okay. All right. No, All right. I have a deck I'm of cards really here too, like sheer that. coincidence. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was Wait, all let's stage. see if this will work. I don't know if this will... Huh. Um, it does, it's, oh, man, it's not going to work. I'll still do it, but it doesn't work properly on Zoom. I think you might see what I'm doing on Zoom. But it's okay. I don't mind showing... So here, let's, I'm going to shuffle this. Okay, ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. You shuffle the deck. It can be any deck of cards. I'll teach you the trick too, don't worry. I'm not one of those people like, oh, my magicians never tell. No, I don't really care. <laughs> okay. So if we were in person, I would have you, I'd say, hey, cut the deck anywhere you want. So you cut it into, usually you do three piles, but it actually doesn't really matter how many piles you do. doesn't matter if you go this way. It doesn't really matter how you do it. Mm -hmm. You have three piles. And basically, no matter how you cut it, I can tell you the top three cards. Oh, wow. So this will be a six. Okay, so I'll take this. This is going to be a king. I'll take that. And this is going to be a two. So this is the part where on Zoom, it doesn't really work well. But do you remember the three cards, what they were? Mm -hmm. So what were, the, what were the three cards? What were they? Oh, man, my, my short-term memory. Anytime I'm asked, do you remember? So it was a six, a two? Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Hmm. Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. But the thing is... Uh, if it's tactile, I think it's cooler, obviously, because well, no, the reason is that to... so the way you do it, it's really easy. You can as long as you can shuffle a deck of cards, you can do it. All you do, I'll show you. So when you shuffle it, you look at the top card. Hmm. You know that's a hmm. six, right? Then once you know this is a six, you can do it because you cut into three piles. I know now. So I point at this and say it's a six, but it's not. So I'll say this is a six. Then I look at it. Right, I'll look, and I'll say this is a joker. Right, it's not; it's a three. And then I'll say, and this is a three, which is a six. Right, and then the most important things I have to throw the cards at you so they're not in the right order. Because mm. <laughs> like right now they're not in the right order, so then he's mm -hmm. like, if you're doing a person, you throw it at them, like you just kind of like throw it on the and you make sure they get mixed up. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! That, and then they're always like, like "Whoa!" Details. And you can it's really cool because then you can do like a whole line of cards. You can do like six cards. It doesn't matter because you know one, and you're just you just go down the line. That's the only magic trick I can do. And I used to be able to do this thing where it's like, you know, like people that they like hold their hand like this, and then they're like, "Ah, uh, yeah." I can still do that actually. There we go. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that one's really easy too. So you just hold it like this, mm -hmm. and you put it here, and then you put it here, mm -hmm. and then it's hiding. And then you just huh. it into your hand. Yeah, and some magic practice. Yeah, yeah. I used to do all sorts of crazy, weird magic tricks. Oh, I can make so coins cool. disappear. I can do and that. My, my the card tricks the best one I can do. Mm. But yeah, there we go. Magic, tennis, juggling. It's quite curious, soccer. actually. Competitive soccer. Soccer. Yeah, like thirteen years. Oh, what position were playing? Defense and wide midfield. Hmm. Yeah, very competitive. I went to Brazil actually for a tournament. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's kind of—I mean, didn't strike me as a soccer person necessarily. But yet yeah, again, I think that was like my biggest. I played almost every day for thirteen. Well, as oh, a wow. kid, maybe less, but as a teenager, yeah, like 
three, four, five days a week. Hmm. Because no, it, it's not the sport that you necessarily was associated like with with Canada. I guess it's usually I don't know hockey, mm. whatnot. Mm. Yeah, hockey's No. expensive though. So when I was a kid, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Hmm. So then my I, my mom put me in. I don't know if that's the only reason she put me in soccer. I don't think that probably wasn't the only one. And I probably didn't like skating. So I probably was like, I can't skate. I don't want to play play hockey. So she put me in soccer. Then I liked
And what was your favorite subject? Like, did you really enjoy that? French and Spanish? Because mm-hmm. you, you'd have like cultural literature, I don't know, grammar. I'm not sure. Um, what did I the... like it? I mean, Actually, I guess so. I, I not okay. So I probably didn't like the classes, to be quite honest, but I liked going to university. <laughs> Like, I really Related. liked university. I didn't mm-hmm. like my classes. Like, it's not that I didn't like them, but I mean, it's not like, oh, I get to go and read this book in class or like, I would like classes. I'm trying to remember now because I haven't thought about this in a while. I do remember that the amount that I would like a class would often depend heavily upon who was in the class. So if I had a friend, I'd like, I'd probably like the class or I'd mm-hmm. like it more. Mm-hmm. Or if I had a good group, I would. Or but if I didn't, then I might not like it as much. Um, there were certain classes that I did enjoy in university that I remember liking, like linguistics was cool. I didn't like all of it, but some of it was hard, but it was like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And then phonetics was stupid easy. Like it was so, I felt like one of the smart math kids in high school, like the kids who just get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so this is how they feel. Um, I'll never forget the first well we only had one unit on phonetics we had a phonetics test and you couldn't study for it well you can kind of study for it I guess but there's like listening components where they play audios you have to write what you hear in the IPA right and you have to like write it specifically and a lot of it you can't study for and I do remember um, I was the first one first or maybe the second one done the test and I was done way before everyone else and I was like everyone's still writing like this was so easy. Like, why is everyone still writing? Like, am I just way off? Like, did I not, did I make a lot of mistakes? Like, no, this can't, this is so like, it's so obvious. Every answer on this test is just obvious beyond belief. Mm -hmm. I had my test and I got like 98% or something. And then people debate, would debate with the teacher or the professor, different um, answers on the test. So that people would be like, no, 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 this one is not this IPA letter. And the professor was a phonetics professor, actually, like his specialty is phonetics. He's teaching mm-hmm. an intro linguistics class. So he loved, he, he'll definitely argue, like nerd it out with you. He's like, yeah, sure, let's play it. Let's <laughs> listen, sure. And he'd play the audio. We'd all listen. Yeah, I hear this. He'd be like, no, it's definitely this letter. And I'm, I'd be like, yeah, you're way off. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's like if you told me this is black, I'd be like, no, it's red. Like, I don't know what, that's how obvious it'd be. Hmm. People would argue. And then I was like, this is so easy. <laughs> So that was a really cool experience. But the rest of my classes, most of them, there are a couple that were memorable, but most of them, I don't really remember much from them. Hmm. Hmm. It's quite curious. Because hmm. you have always been very pronunciation focused, I think, in general. Like, as far as I know you as a teacher as well, you kind of like, I love like teaching that as yeah, well. I like it. Like, just personally, I like it. I like sound. I like hmm. sounds. The so music and like, that's why... Um, when I, I did band, my mom forced me into band. She forced me into a lot of things growing up because I was someone who didn't do anything. I was a lump on a log. I had to be forced to do everything. I was forced into <laughs> band. And it also, like, I stopped doing it after 11th grade because I wasn't practicing. I was able to get by without practicing very much. I was able to get by just on, by my ear and just yeah. do it. But then by 11th grade, like, because you're not practicing, it catches up with you. But yeah, it came really naturally to me. Um we had this activity in the seventh grade. I'll, I'll never forget it. So we had mouth, the brass players had mouthpieces, right? Obviously. So, but we're before we're, our teacher said, before we can play our instrument, everyone must be able to play Mary had a, has Mary had, has had Mary had a little lamb 
on her mouthpiece. So we had to be able to go like. Like, like do it like that with their lips. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, all right. And so like, I practiced at home a little bit. I was like, oh, it's not hard. I can just do it. And I could hear like, oh, that's wrong. Oh, that note's wrong. I got to get it higher. Okay, higher. Oh, okay, that's, and that sounds about right. Great. And I remember like everyone was like playing it so hard. Like, almost everyone. And I'm like one of the few people that's like playing it and it actually sounds like the right tune. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm the only one allowed to put my mouthpiece in the instrument, I guess. <laughs> and I was so mad because the teacher just let everyone plug it in. She didn't really hold that standard. I was like, no, they can't, they can't play Mary Had a Little Lamb on their mouthpiece. Like, what's going on? <laughs> It's like taking everything seriously. But it kind of comes to no surprise to me, actually, to know that about you, because I do believe that musical languages are very, very similar. So it's kind of mm. like, I and they actually live in the same part of the brain. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise you have this developed. And then, like, mm. listening and sounds and and everything like that is also comes easy to you. Kind of like, almost all people with musical hearing uh do well in languages and kind of acquire okay. them mathematically and vice versa almost all people who are like fluent in languages can do what you told me like that's the what you told us the just play by the ear like for example mm-hmm. that's what how i used to do in music as well and i still the practice stuff is boring so <laughs> mm. that's why to get really good you would need to practice either the languages yeah. or the or the music but unless you do that you're not going to get good good but we kind of choose one path, I guess. Because, mm-hmm. like, do you, did you like watch stuff and do things in your free time as well in the in your different languages, for example? Like, yeah. did you meet people? Yeah. So starting in high school, yes. Um, I would find lot. I would like watch lots of French. I remember I used to watch this. We've this. We had this French TV channel on our on our cable TV. So I used to try and watch that. Um, I would try and make. French friends. I used to volunteer when I was a teenager at the Alliance Française, like mm. a French um, school, I guess you could call it. They're, they're, they're in most, many countries around the world. Mm. And I used to volunteer there. I used to go to their events. Um, and then in, when I was in university, like one thing I, re- I, I realized a couple of years ago is that like when I was in university, I probably spoke just as much French. And like, if you looked at the percentage of what I spoke in a day, so like 50% English, 25% French, 25% Spanish, roughly speaking. Like I did a lot of French and Spanish every day. There was at the university, we had a, a room called the French Center and the Spanish Center. Basically just a room that's open all day and you can go in and get homework help. You can hang out. You can talk to people. You there's Sometimes they had activities. You can do whatever you want, really. And I would go there for like, I remember this one semester I told, I asked my professor, I was like, hey, instead of coming to the tutorials, because we had tutorials, could I just go to the Spanish center for, instead of going to the one tutorial, could I go to X number of hours in the Spanish center instead? He said yes, and then he forgot that he said yes. So he like docked me a whole bunch of marks for not going to tutorials. I was like, hey, I've been going here, and then I, he just gave me the, I think he just gave me the marks anyway. Hmm. So I used to go there like hours every day in both places. Yeah, hours and hours and hours and hours every day. Makes sense. We have a similar thing here too. I think mm. in the universe in Spanish in Russia, no. But when I was studying my masters, we had a similar thing too. And mm. I think I never went because I was kind of embarrassed. <laughs> so 
So, because there were also like materials and you could hang out with like other people or how did it work? I to remember because they changed it over time. I think when I was a student, I remember the Spanish center being almost like a hangout space for a bunch of masters and PhD students that were native speakers. So very mm. few non-native speakers would go regularly, except for me. So all these masters and PhD students that were native speakers would just hang out. And I would sit there and try to talk and like at least understand. I didn't understand what they're saying because I didn't have a high enough level. But I'd hang out and like try for like hours every day and like try and talk to them. And they didn't really talk to me all that much. They're, they weren't mean to me, but they were friends and I was sort of just there. And, uh, and then the French Center, I think, I think people, it was more... No, people would talk a little bit, but it was a bit different. It wasn't, the Spanish center was a bit more of a casual vibe, the way I remember it. Spanish, French was a little bit less casual, a little bit. But yeah, I would just go and talk to people and try and make friends. And they'd always hire in the, in this, in the French one, they'd hire exchange students from France, like master's students or things like that. So the staff would often change. So I'd make hmm. different Francophone friends. And sometimes they would they would still be living in Calgary, but they just weren't working there anymore. So I'd have all these, I'd have like a French friend circle sometimes, which was yeah. nice. It's good, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good and time. What was your major in college? What was your degree in? French and Spanish. It's a double major in French and Spanish. And it's a language and literature degree. So basically, roughly speaking, first year and second year courses are more language focused, mm -hmm. roughly speaking. Third, fourth year courses are more literature focused. Again, roughly speaking, mm -hmm. there are some exceptions. Like I took an advanced grammar, an advanced language class in my fourth year, but roughly speaking, mm -hmm. roughly speaking, it was, um, you know, first two years are more language focused, second years more literature focused. Mm. And did you ever predict that you would be teaching languages when you were in university when i was in or... university i thought i'd be a teacher i thought i'd go be a teacher in a school that was the plan i thought mm -hmm. i'd do my four years and then i would go do an ed degree and we even we, mm -hmm. we have a two-year i think back then it was two years as well i don't remember but right now it's an extra two years on top of your whatever your bachelor's was mm -hmm. i think it was like that too when i was a student so i thought i might be a teacher but when i was 18 i started to run a window cleaning business mm. So then when I was in my, it was with the franchise. So in my last year of university, um, I was basically working on the full-time team of the window cleaning franchise while being a full-time student. I wasn't working full-time for them, but I was working, I had my franchise. So that was probably during the school year, 15 to 20 hours a week of work. And then during the break, it's 60 to 80 hours a week. Like it was crazy busy. But then on top of my 15, 20 hours a week of like franchise work, like as a franchise owner, I also worked part-time on their full-time team. Like I was a full-time staff member, quote unquote, but hmm. I wasn't working full-time obviously. So I was doing that and I was running my, my franchise and I was a student. Hmm. Hmm. So that job that I had in my fourth year of university being on their full-time team was a stepping stone to actually working full-time at that company. And like, it was hmm. well known, like that job that they gave, they always, not always, but frequently they'd give it to people when they're in their last year, when they're almost graduate, or if they're if they're trying to be moving into the full time position, they would give this like half step role called a field advisor, <laughs> and it was a really hard job. That wasn't the pay wasn't great for it to be honest, but um, but then once you were a field advisor and you showed success as a field advisor, then you'd be promoted to a general manager and you'd have your own division, 
Whereas a field Oof. advisor would have like a division, their own division under a general manager. And then a general mm -hmm. manager would have like their own division. So when I was a GM, I, my division was basically central Canada. It was called oh, Western wow. Canada, but I don't really think you could call it Western Canada because it was Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, which is more central, I guess. But so. mm -hmm. How old were you when you were doing that? When I, when I graduated, I was 22. Sounds sweet. Sounds strange to say that. I was 22 and I ran three provinces. What a strange, yeah, yeah kind of strange. That's it kind of, I can't help but notice now that we've done the three podcasts, I can't help but notice the similarities in the stories. Like all of us, for example, are also musically inclined to some mm. extent, uh, being band kids, all of us, or like, for example, all of us uh, started working as we studied and did like. At some point, we're working full time or like did lived multiple lives. That's How kind of old interesting. Were you when you got your first job, Catherine? How old are you? Seventeen. And Colton, but it wasn't. Fall? Yeah. Colton, how old are you? You got uh, that volunteer, like you were teaching, but you weren't paid. Like, what was that? How old are you then? When I was teaching, but wasn't paid. Yeah. Um, thirteen. Ha! Hmm. I beat you by a year. I started working when I was twelve. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> beat you by one year. <laughs> But I, I wonder if there isn't a link, because, like, I don't know, I like drawing conclusions out of thin air, I guess, but I think there should be a link in at least personalities, maybe, or the, I mean, obviously it has something to do with the social economic status and things of a kind, obviously, if we start working earlier, that's because, well, I, don't know, I, I don't know, not necessarily out of necessity per se, but, like, out of the desire to be independent, I guess, at least. But I wonder how it ties to the fact that, like, for example, we speak multiple languages because it's like, is it, is it the personality trait of, you also have to be musically inclined and a workaholic. That's how you succeed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Brain. I heard someone talk about, I heard this concept called hidden metrics. Hmm. So it's like, if, so here's like, it might be like a silly example. I don't know if this is true, but it's like, what if, 80% of people who speak multiple languages also take showers under three minutes. <laughs> like it's like a hidden metric. Like they just, it's something that they all do, but that no one knows. Or, or what if like everyone who, <clears throat> everyone who, I don't know, works in, as a university professor who, who goes down that path mm -hmm. before when their first three years of life had this type of experience. Like if yeah, that happens, that... then when they all become university professors, but we don't know. Because mm -hmm. it's such a random thing. It's like if you're if you fall and you break your nose within the first three years of your life, you have a sixty percent chance of becoming a university professor. Like something completely random, that has yeah. seemingly no connection, but mm -hmm. somehow connects. I heard mm -hmm. of I heard a podcast someone's talking about hidden metrics like that, and I thought, oh, that's really interesting. This is one of the rabbit holes that we talked in the first <laughs> podcast. I think that's like next thing you know, Catherine, at three a.m. It's like okay, hidden metrics. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it was, uh, I think it was the Modern Wisdom podcast. I don't remember mm -hmm. which episode, but I think it was Chris Williamson on the Modern mm -hmm. Wisdom podcast. I think he was talking about that. Because it, there are like random similarities there. Like for example, all of us classify themselves as one way to the, or another as a, a band kid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like if you if you have been a band kid, most 
likely I'm going to be a language teacher. <laughs> <laughs> One has nothing to do with another, but well. Mm-hmm. And after that, so you had the cleaning business, and after that, you started the CLN, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2016. Hmm. Oh, that's quite a while already. Yeah, seven years. Oh, wow. Fall, it was like late, technically, I guess, 2017, but I technically started, yeah, 2016, 2017, how you, how you count, I guess, but late 2016, or if not, January of 2017. Mm. And it started as like, oh, sorry, Colton, go ahead. So what's the leading up story to the Calgary language nerds? What made you? Um, so a couple things happened. So first of all, empire. My <laughs> empire. It's a very, it's a very small empire, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, three provinces, three out of how many Canadian ones are there? Oh, you mean like? Wait, hang on. How did the window cleaning lead up happen, or how did the Calgary oh, like language how did happen? transition from the um window cleaning to like Calgary language nerds? Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, because the window cleaning is a funny story too, but well, that's <laughs> we can ask, we can talk about it later. Um, the anyway. The Calgary language nerds happened because somehow I came across. Do you, do you guys know what Tim Donor is? Tim Donor. Mm, I think I've heard of him. He's like I don't yeah, know how old he is now. But he has like a documentary, and it's called I think I don't know maybe it's a TED Talk or a documentary or I think it's I don't remember anymore if it's TED Talk or documentary. But the video is called. I'm actually going to see if I can find it. I think the video is actually called Teen Speak Seventeen Languages or Twenty Languages actually. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think I I did too. Um, Teen speaks over twenty languages. That's the one. Yeah, Teen speaks over twenty languages, and hmm. uh, it's this video of a guy named Tim Donor, and he speaks all these languages, and they talk about how he's learned them, and he's been how he's been learning languages. He's been hmm. learning languages by himself when he, since he's thirteen. So hmm. I was simultaneously in. I had a whole bunch of emotions go through me when I saw that because I hmm. like languages a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, number one, I admire this. Like, wow, I didn't know there are people that speak all these languages. Number mm-hmm. two, I was jealous mm-hmm. because I thought I could have been that if I just known <laughs> that there are people, if, I, if someone had planted that idea in my head earlier, mm-hmm. I would have been someone like that. Like, oh, I, I could do that. That sounds great. Um, so I admired him. And then I was a bit jealous. I thought it's really cool. And then there's a term hyper polyglot in his it's actually i think it's probably in the description yeah prodigy hyper polyglot tim donor has been teaching himself languages since he was 13 so i was like what the hyper polyglot so i went down that rabbit hole and i thought are there like communities for language learners and then i was like oh there's a polyglot conference there's this and i would like search on youtube to see if i can find language learning content i couldn't really find a lot no i just didn't hadn't found it there it did exist i just didn't look hard enough i i think <laughs> Because over time, I was like, oh, there's, there are other people that talk about this. But I couldn't, I didn't find much when I was first searching. Probably because I was searching like hyper polyglot community. If I searching something stupid like that, you're not going <laughs> to find much by searching that. But, um, and I was like, well, what kind, is there a job associated with that? And at that time, this was 2016. So I'd been reading books by someone named Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he talks about, he's like, if he talks about business content. Hmm. And he'd written a book called well, I read, I read a few of his books, actually. One of them is called Crush It from 2009. And the book is about how you can take any niche and make a living off any niche. Hmm. He's like, you might not be like super rich, but you can, make a, you can make a living off any niche was his whole premise. And he, in the book, he talks about how you can use YouTube and 
you can build a, you can build a brand and how you can do it. And you can make $52,000 a year off of peanut butter because you love peanut butter more than life. Hmm. Or like if you're a Smurf fan, you'd use Smurfs as an example. If you're like a Smurf fan, like you can become like the Smurf guy and you could make $62,000 a year off just the Smurfs because you find the 6,000 other people on the planet that love the Smurfs as much as you. And then you get like one toy store to give you like a couple toy stores to sponsor your thing. They give you like 20, like a $20,000 check for the year. Cause you're the Smurf guy. And when you promote their Smurf toys, your 4,000 of 6,000 followers go buy Smurfs from there, like things like that. Right. And so I was like, interesting, maybe I can be like the language guy. And so that was <laughs> happening. Then shortly after I was laid off from the language that there's like a long story. I was laid off. And then the president told me that maybe you shouldn't have been laid off. You should submit a proposal for you not to be laid off. So I submitted a proposal to not be laid off. They're like, oh, yeah, let's not lay you off. Let's let you run a big franchise. They switched my, my, my supervisor. There's a whole long thing. And long story short, I quit. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then I was like, all right, I guess I'll try this language thing. Let's see. If I <laughs> I'll just be the language guy now. Niche of language learning. So. Lo and behold, you did. Like, yeah. it proves that it was successful. You would never... <laughs> And on that note, I want to ask, if you don't mind, I want to ask Colton. Yes, yeah, I want to I want to wipe check. Colton, when you hear like, oh, a teen speaks whatever the language is, how, how do you feel? What are your emotions? Because it was really interesting, Catherine, what you said. It's like, oh, I had these emotions. And I just want to mm-hmm. know what what like what Colton would you what would you feel in this oh, situation? I think I've seen like, that hmm. before. Um the teen speaks or yeah teen sp- i've seen a bunch of videos like that teen speaks like 20 languages or they'll say white guy surprises <laughs> with his amazing chinese skills or just um, what do you feel what do you feel what's the emotional when i um hmm, i kind of i think i have the same feeling as azrin is kind of almost a little bit jealous um kind of just of their success in these languages but that jealousy kind of turns more into like me being critical of them I'm like well yeah mm, speak 20 languages I doubt it and then I start I'm like well how are they defining speak if you could just yeah, say the pitch have a conversation in for like a minute in that language and you can speak it well then I speak like five or six languages but I don't say that Mm. so yeah so that's kind of my idea but hmm, it's interesting I think we kind of have the same reactions <laughs> and I but we go like like down different routes yeah well, I I went nowadays I well I used to go down that route too before like when I first when I came across those videos that would you know white guy impresses blah 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 because it's Chinese or whatever it is like um I used to think those nowadays i've seen so many that i don't even like watch them anymore but i don't even i, I don't it's like oh it's one of those again i just keep scrolling <laughs> but i used to think those two like you like yeah you held a two-minute conversation but do you really speak it like i used to feel jealous that people are admiring that yeah hmm. I, I forgot about That's that but i used to, I used yeah. to jealous that people i didn't like that people admired it mm-hmm. because i would think that something it'd be something like this i don't know if this is the exact right words but I wouldn't think it's necessarily very difficult to reach like a 
a conversational I don't know what you level, call it, but like a you know, hold a couple in a conversation. But it actually is like it's a it's not easy to do it now. If you have a personality for it, it can be pretty straightforward. And if you've done it a bunch, you can. But it is something that's quite mm. admirable. But mm. I used to feel like someone who speaks like four languages super well, or three languages super well, or and they've learned them. That's way more impressive. But you'll you can't be like, yeah, thirty one year old speaks three languages. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Um, some of them from birth. It's gonna <laughs> like. I don't know, because like every person here, for example, in, in the region of Spain, they all bilingual. Every single person is bilingual because mm. there are two languages here. So it's kind of like, well, 31 years old speaks two languages. Both of them all. I don't know. I I hate them so much. I oh, I'm yeah. way I'm worse than you. I'm I'm worse person than you too. It's just <laughs> I can't stand them. I hate them. I they provoke disgust and me not with disgust necessarily but i think it's jealousy hidden by the uh because i don't like the arrogancy that they display mm. usually yeah because uh, arrogancy well i speak good languages didn't i you, you speak very good languages yes yeah <laughs> it's very late in spain in my in my defense but well um the thing is they are so arrogant they're so like oh yeah well i speak whatever the language is and then i can hold the conversation with ease and you can do that too if you use my method or whatever it's they're so it's kind of you can't help but hate them in my case for example because i was this person who was like well i, I speak bunch of languages really well i consider and uh especially when they started like I think my biggest pet peeve was when they were like, oh, yeah, and also I speak Russian. And they would start speaking Russian. That's when I was flourishing with my, like, toxic <laughs> personality because I was like, you don't really speak Russian. You don't have this wonderful pronunciation of this one specific thing that you didn't do correctly. <laughs> and, uh, well, obviously, as I grew up and matured, I no longer feel this way because I just don't watch him altogether because mm -hmm. I'll probably still be very well not critical necessarily but they just like rub me the wrong way i guess some i don't want to be them for sure like because it's kind of like or... no it's kind of, it's it's this i don't like people who take themselves so seriously who think they are like wow i i don't like this type of people in general like whatever the skill you have for example mm -hmm. you can be a very good magician mm -hmm. speaking of and some like of me, them, right? You, no, I'm for example, <laughs> but if you go to the show, for example, though, because like if you go to magic show, there are multiple magicians. Some of them are so cool, and they're just humble. They're just like, oh well, mm. I can do this thing, and then thing appears, thing disappears, and it's just sitting there like, wow, wow, that's crazy. Mm. But they don't take themselves as this was real magic people. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then you would see another one who would like believe they are the best in the world they are so cool and that's what i get from these videos sorry mm. i just i wanted to double check who is okay. <laughs> also, also feels the same yeah those videos are i don't know i think it's because the general um i was thinking about this a lot but the general kind of knowledge about language and language learning is like very I don't know, it's kind of weird then when you actually like get into languages and then you have to learn like all of the different things that you need to learn a language, whereas other people, they, they're just like, oh, well, you, you just learn it and then you're fluent or something like that. Or like, oh, you just learn this and then you could say it. Like they don't really 
they aren't really aware of kind of what you have to learn to learn a language or what goes into learning a language. Yeah. So I think that probably annoys us when it's yeah. kind of like our lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Gatekeeping only I can be the language guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird like that. That's so Asma, how many people did you have at first? I'm just, I'm so curious about the whole language learner thing. Like how many students or how many what? In general, the students, staff. Um, well, first three years was just me. Hmm. Yeah, it was just me and I would just teach private, private classes, French and Spanish only. And then eventually I expanded to English. I was like, oh, I guess I can do English too. Why not? But just French and Spanish initially. Um, I was probably teaching. Nerd back then? Sorry? Was your company called the Calgary Language Nerd back no, then? No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish it was. That would be so cool. <laughs> the Calgary Language Nerd. And then I hire someone. Now with the Calgary Language Nerds. Oh, that would be so... I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was called... I just called myself Azrin the Language Nerd. Oh. <laughs> Even like my website, like it says Calgary Language Nerds, but the website is azrinthelanguagenerd.com. <laughs> so I never changed the website. I left it, but I just changed the name, like the title on it says Calgary Language Nerds. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, I, I wish I did that. I wish. <laughs> you succeed far more. <laughs> What's the business called? Calgary Language Nerd. Nerds? No, no, no. Nerd. Just the one. It's just me. So just the calculator nerd. But once I hire someone, we'll become the nerds. (laughs) Just the one nerd, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Yeah, and then three years in, I think twenty, maybe two years in, actually, I think two years in, I hired a couple people, but they're just like substitutes because traveling. Hmm. And three years in, in twenty nineteen, I think, I think, probably something like that. Um, I hired uh, well, Janice, who you guys you've met, Janice, right? Mm, yeah. yeah janice i yeah. hired and then uh someone else that doesn't work anymore but she taught for a couple of years frida from from mm. i think frida and janice were the first two people oh, actually no veronica might have actually been oh anyway veronica frida janice those are the first three and then janice still around veronica still around teaches one student only though mm. still around mm. i think i used to teach her maybe veronica yeah i think so oh, maybe english. english maybe english maybe yeah english it's possible yeah mm. yeah it's possible yeah, so that was initially. Um, Calgary language nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really make a lot of, like the first, I almost shut it down after three years though. Oh, wow. Because but I wasn't how... making very much money. I was living like, I'm super minimalist. So mm-hmm. I need very little money to, I need very little money to be, you know, very happy with my life. Mm-hmm. Um. I was making for the first three years what twenty something thousand dollars a year, twenty two, twenty two, twenty one, twenty four, something like that for the first three years. And I lived off of probably twelve thousand dollars a year, thirteen thousand dollars a year. I, I don't know, fifteen, like less than way less than what I earned, because like I, I I lived at I live at home, hmm. no cost there, um. So yeah, I was like, living at home, so I was like. I just yeah. didn't have financial needs and I'm super minimalist as it is. So it's like, I was like, yeah, this is great. But then after three, I was, I was like, okay, well, wait a second. Like, 
this is not sustainable for the long term. So I gave myself like an ultimatum. I was like, I have this business has to grow. Actually, I think 2020 might have been the ultimatum. Yeah, 2020, 2019, 2020, something like that. Like I was like, I have to see like significant growth this year, otherwise, I'm done. Or like I have to like, or maybe like I need to real seriously reconsider what I'm doing. And then it doubled that year. And I was like, okay, I bought myself hmm. another year. And then it grew a lot the next year. I was like, okay, I bought myself another year. And then now it's like, you know, that's what I do for work. Hmm. So it's fine. But but yeah, this... I like I needed to make how, some... how did you like hire people? Because I met you through just a random Facebook post. You messaged I, I don't me. Know. I wasn't hiring. I, I, just... I hired you. You do you know why I hired you? Because I, I just straight up. <laughs> I wasn't hiring when you messaged me. I hired you because you spoke Russian. Oh, so I hired you to teach Spanish because I wanted someone to also. Look. I was like, if you speak, like, okay, fine, I'll hire an extra Spanish instructor because then I can offer Russian. I always wanted hmm. to offer Russian. Yeah, because I, because you were hiring French people, I think, but I really liked the offer, and I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just mention. I mean, I'll lose nothing. El loya lo tienes, como se dice. You have the know already. So I'll just message him. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I just went ahead and messaged you. And then I remember, do you remember when you first started working? You had so many internet problems. Oh man, because I lived that? in the, yeah, I lived, I also lived in the very old building. I still do, but it's a different old building. And we did manage to get the permission to get the internet. But if you live in a historical city, um, you can't really change the appearance of the building anyhow. So, for example, if you want to get the internet done, you can't like drill a hole that would spoil the whole thing apparently so i had to have in the days of the fiber optic internet i had to have the cable what whatever the cable one or like the bad one so yeah that was another attic yeah i remember that was a big like that we had a lot of conversation on internet like Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. Let's try. Like we were trying so many things to fix it. Like you tried a Wi-Fi booster, I think. You tried. Didn't try. Yeah. You tried a Wi-Fi yeah. booster, right? Yes, and I, I didn't. Then you have your data, and then you data. Man, because the problem with that is that the building itself doesn't allow it. So yeah. no matter what you do, even if you do like for example the data connection, I now discovered that in some buildings that even your data connection is not be going to be all how did you fix it i don't remember do you remember how you fixed it? i moved oh, you moved <laughs> just, okay <laughs> i just moved all together i'm like no but i i moved to this it's also an attic in a very old building and that's what i thought enough i'm going to make it possible i'm going to go annoy the uh the telephone company and no no telephone company wanted to deal with me at all and then i ended up finding the one that actually did it for me and I had to have a literal person from the College of Architects uh, in the city to come and approve the hole that we <laughs> drilled. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You made like a tiny <laughs> hole and you had to get like someone to come prove making it. Yeah, from, from the council, essentially. And then she looked yeah. at it. She's like, well, I'm not a big fan of the idea necessarily, but I'll, I'll let you drill this one hole. And we rejoiced. <laughs> you didn't, did you move because of like this job? Well, also, Or were you thinking moving you... anyway? No, I kind of see. Uh, I'm going to sell selling page of moving to Europe for well, Europe was specifically north of Spain. Like you kind of have to change flats every now and again because essentially, 
it's like the walls can get moldy and uh, you may need to like change the because usually when you change the flat they renew it real quick so you'll just like hop flats <laughs> and oh. then renew it one more time that's kind of oh. a common practice so i we're actually going to move out of this house as well next year probably but i hope to move somewhere that is not historical center that a proper actual house with normal walls and stuff because it, it's a whole different story the walls and the because you do live in it like a medieval building that was not built for a, a normal human well more than human being to live mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> but it was it was one of the reasons actually but i think i bothered to do the like to actually drill the hole because of the job because otherwise i'll just leave off of stupid internet that doesn't hmm. allow anything hmm. yeah that was three years ago isn't that crazy yeah no, i was just looking at it because i sent someone a quote for english lessons hmm. and um i was sending them your bio and i was like and it but because they asked for like they're like do you have a bio because i told him about you mm -hmm. but he's like and then he emailed he's like do you have a bio and i was like yeah i do and i pulled up you prepared one like a while like you prepared one two years ago for like i think it was that um, remember like that one company that wanted us to do yeah. courses hmm. I think it was recorded something like so you, they asked for everyone for like a bio so like I had that document and as, as like, oh, so it only said one year in the document I was like oh when did you start and I checked it's 2020 I was like oh wow yeah three years now almost four three years now mm -hmm. in counting because <laughs> yeah. I don't know it's kind of at first it was such a I think different experience okay I'm going to not ask you questions, but I'm going to speak about you. Haha. -ha. Okay. Uh, because you were the first employer, I guess, that actually treated me fairly. It's going to sound awful, but it's like you're the person who would like believe in the fact that everything that you do has to be compensated. It's like essentially, for example, the concept of you saying it's like, oh, you need to do this extra thing. Oh, then I'm going to pay you for that. And I'll be like, oh, wow. That's incredible. That's uh, <laughs> beyond hmm. belief. Because I used to work for teaching specifically. Uh, the market is a little bit rough, I guess, here in Europe. So you just like do everything on your own account, so to speak. And I really enjoyed working for you. Well, yeah, I still am obviously enjoyed it now. But like the first impressions were like, oh my god, you so business minded. You like thinking about business a lot, and you're like inventing new things you're trying out new things you're like trying new strategies or how to like sell stuff and everything and since i'm like very different like i really admire that i think that's really cool mm. you know what's actually strange so okay so um okay how do i say this um i want to try and i'll try and explain this I'm, i've never actually said this so uh i've been told that by many like you're not the first person who's like, thank you very much for saying that especially in like a public forum like i really appreciate it but um like people have said that to me frequently and i always i i still like mentally as you're talking I'm like oh well yeah it's like what people do because like i just think i always think that that's just what people do like when you work somewhere like generally people like you're treated i don't know just like a human being and like normal like <laughs> you just i don't know like, you just treat people just the way you treat people like i don't really know how to say it but um I was talking to someone, so I was talking to someone yesterday, someone I haven't talked talk to in years, years and years and years. And by coincidence, I just saw his his profile came up my social media feed and I saw he worked at a company 
that I guess technically is a competitor, technically, because we offer the same service, but I don't really think anyone's my competitor. That's a whole nother story. I don't really view anyone as competitors, which is a whole separate thing. But technically, yes. Like even we're talking on the phone, he's like, oh, so I guess we're technically, technically like we kind of offer the same thing. I was like, I guess so, but we're not competitors. But that's another story. But um, one thing that I asked him was, so he works as like a, something like a regional manager, I guess you'd say, something like that. So he has regional managers and he has, um, I guess, lower level managers under him. And then they have tutors that work and so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, so um, I'm curious what kind of training you do for your tutors. Like, what's the training procedure? And mm -hmm. they do more, they do languages, but they're a huge, they're a much bigger company. And they have languages, they do some like math and science. They do like lots of different things. Um, and I was like, so what kind of training? So you like a math tutor or something. Like, how do you train a math tutor, like, what do you do? I don't really know much about it. I, I know for languages, what you might do. What do you do for math? Or even for your language tutors, like, how do you train them? And he goes, oh, we don't really do any training. We have like a resource center and things like that. I was like, okay, so do you just like hire someone and just let them teach? Like, how do you, I don't really understand, right? I don't really get how you do it. And basically, yeah, they, just, they interview them. If, they, if you have a good resume, you sound like you know what you're doing, then you just have the job and then that's that. And I thought that's really interesting because I feel like if you have a, if you have a business, there should be, like, if you're a such and such, your ABC tutoring, okay, or ABC language school, whatever, like, you would think that they have at least some kind of loose methodology or something mm. that they do. It doesn't have to be super rigid, like something that kind of holds it together. Like, I don't know, it was a very strange comment. And he's like, yeah, why would we, like, he was very like, oh, no, we don't really train them why would we do that like why would we it was, it was just a strange comment um and it and i know it might not seem connected to what you're saying but the connection is what's the connection um like it's a bit of a strange connection the connection is that <laughs> i know someone who worked at a tutoring company well and that person's like yeah you just hire you and like they just go send you to jobs and like and they don't usually pay usually they don't pay very much <laughs> they don't pay <laughs> usually they don't which I think is very strange too. Like, I think that's because it's so strange because I know people that run tutoring companies and they pay their people very well. There's one person in particular, particular I know, I'm like, how do you afford to pay your tutors that much? And she's like, well, I don't do any work. So they should get like all the money. So she takes like hmm. almost nothing, like almost nothing. And it's like, how, how do you, it's, that's a separate thing. But then I know some people that pay their tutors very well, but then I hear stories from you, like from your, where you used to work and everything. No. It's like, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say, I know I'm like fumbling on my words. I'm trying to figure out the way to say it, but I guess people make comments that, oh, you like, I'll pay for like your ex extra work you do or something. Or people tell me like, oh, I like you treat me, you treat me well. It's like, I always think that's weird because I think everyone treats everyone well because everyone treats yeah. me well. I think that's what it is. Like I treat people, I don't know. I treat them how I treat them. And then I don't really get any complaints from people generally about how I treat them. <laughs> I don't get that as a problem it's every now and then. And then people generally treat me well. I don't usually have complaints about how people treat me for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of think that's normal, but maybe it's not normal. I'm blabbering. Right. But... I, no, 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 not at all. I think that makes total sense because at the end of the day, we get used to, I guess it's when you leave, like, for example, I, that's, here I go. But for example, I have the same relationship with friendships. Like, I'm very lucky with my friendships. And when people talk about like, oh, this person betrayed me or this person, like I never understand where they're coming from because kind of like it's never happened to me. So I'm like, oh, well, 
don't we all treat each other equally in this kind of stuff like in social life but for businesses I can definitely talk like I remember vividly this one time I don't do you remember oh my god when we were trolled how what is it called when the oh man cyber attack or whatever when oh, yeah. we were teaching we wait were teaching please tell that story because I don't think Colton knows the story either oh man that was the that worst was crazy. thing of yeah, my yeah, life yeah. man it was oh well, not the worst day of my life but arguably hourly the worst hour of my life for sure <laughs> two hours i think it was well yeah because you had it long twice, story yeah. short yeah was, long story short uh we had um we were teaching on duolingo mm -hmm. like different classes and everybody mm -hmm. like multiple teachers we had like for example the first person would teach uh german then it was me who taught spanish then it was me who taught russian or i don't know or there was me uh, there was um, another person who taught French and it was all in a row and I don't remember the order necessarily and we all got attacked mm -hmm. and we all got like just troll people uh, because it was for free so the link was put on Twitter mm -hmm. and they decided to like there were like I don't know 50 or 100 people playing music just flashing lights or whatever or there was person shouting like slurs like that shocked me the most. I think it was like you can't say that. Oh my god, no, 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 that's super offensive. Shut up, shut up. Like this one, uh, and uh, it's so disgusting in a sense that like you you're very stressed because it's out of everywhere, and if you don't know how to how to react to that, and obviously I've never had that with technology necessarily. So like for about ten minutes, I guess I mm -hmm. freaked out. I was like, oh my god, what do I do? I have no idea how to do that. Oh my god, I don't know how to manage a panicked. And then I kind of managed anyway. I don't know how. I don't remember how specifically, but like I deleted, I guess everyone muted, figured out how to mute people because I didn't know that before. Even mm. because I didn't, I've never had to mute people <laughs> before then. In a sense yeah. that like common sense. Ah, but then... you're talking too much. Mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. But then I figured that out. But I had to learn on site. And I remember then kind of swallowing it anyway and not telling anyone about it. Kind of like just I was like, well, that's happened. That really arguably was very intense emotionally. Very, because you do feel like I did feel like, for example, somebody like invaded my house a little mm -hmm. bit because there were people in my mm -hmm. living room, well, in my essentially bedroom back in the day who were like attacking me. That's what mm -hmm. it felt like. Well, long story short, I just decided to live with it. And I was, I remember that Azrin, you texted me because you, you obviously found out that I was happening because somebody called you maybe or, and you just asked me, oh, how are you feeling? Like genuinely showed concern. And I was like, oh, wow. Because I didn't know you all that well. We, didn't, we weren't like friends, friends back then. But I was like, oh, wow, he cares. Like, oh, my boss genuinely cares whether I, I that's happened to me wow that's <laughs> such a crazy because in my previous jobs we would get ourselves into like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not saying crazy situations like nobody necessarily like attacked me because i was teaching in, in person but you would get into a lot of unpleasant situations and if you go complain the boss would say like oh well tough luck good for you mm -hmm. they wouldn't care about it necessarily yeah. and i remember it was like a glaring difference for me because like oh my god and essentially your answer I don't remember exact words but you were like oh why didn't you stop the class or why didn't you like call me I would have joined in and uh, substituted you if you wanted to and I was like that was an option 
it's not just me swallowing it. <laughs> it's just like basically dealing with it myself and figuring out what to do. I could just call you and you would substitute me. Wow. How is that a thing? <laughs> but well. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, so I hear like people tell me stories like this, not necessarily like in the context of me as a boss, but they'll tell me stories like this from like another boss. They, the boss did this or whatever. And like, it just sounds like another planet to me. It doesn't. <laughs> I saw this, like, I, 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 this I'll never forget. This, there's a guy in Calgary here, and he has this rare bookstore. He calls it rare. He, it's not a rare bookstore. I guess it's a, what do you call it? Like a, um, like a hobby shop, I guess. Hmm. Like he, um, he sells, uh, like books and records and CDs and action figures. Like it's a bunch of stuff. He's a collector and sells stuff, right? Really cool guy. And I talked to him. He speaks lots of languages. He's, and um, we, we get along quite well. So I go in once a month and I buy CDs for my sister because my sister likes to listen to CDs. We chit chat and whatever. And um, he has to find a new location. And I said, oh, why? And he's really, really upset about it. And he shows me, he printed out, the, he printed out the text from, from the, I guess, the landlord. And basically what happened was, so he'd, he got in a lease, he'd signed papers, he'd paid, right? Did his lease and all fine. And then the second time around, like he he's like, oh, I, I know this person. So the person said, hey, um, do you want to just like do the lease for the like second year, kind of like same price? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, if you pre, if you give me post-dated, something like if you give me post-dated checks, mm -hmm. um, like I'll give you a discount or something like that. I can't remember how it was, how, how they did it. But anyway, he didn't sign a contract for a second year lease. Mm -hmm. He didn't uh -huh. sign it because like he just said, yeah, I'll just pay you and whatever, same rate. He didn't sign a contract and then she just texted him and he printed out the text he's showing me and i was, I was like really hard to, it was hard for me to look at i was like how could someone say that he said hey i'm really sorry um you know the rent's going up we found someone who wants that place they're willing to pay way more than you are so you have to be out in like three months you haven't signed a lease anyway for the second year mm -hmm. uh, he's given post-data checks though for every month it's not like there's a miscommunication about mm -hmm. about the lease like it's not like oh she thought one thing he something else He'd given post-data checks. Yeah. And so clearly, it's like, she has them, right? Um, and he was, and then she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. You got to be out in, like, three months. And he's like, well, I thought we had a lease. Well, and she goes, oh, yeah, hey, it's just business. Nothing personal. I hope you don't take it the wrong way. And in my head, I was like, how could, I'm trying to picture sending that, like, I, was, I, I literally was reading it thinking, I was trying to picture myself send that text to, like, you or Colton. Anyway, I was like, what I'd be like, Hey, uh, hey, Catherine. Yeah, really sorry, but uh, I got this teacher who teaches, who's gonna teach like all the same languages as you, and they only want to charge me like six bucks an hour, and they like love doing it. Like, yeah, I'm, you just can't work after two months, and you're gonna lose all your students. So yeah, thanks. Just, just you know, it's not personal, just business. I mean, it's hope you business. understand. It's just like a money thing, you know. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. And like, it's just like what? Well, like yeah. the, the guy I was talking to. This is bugging me a little bit, to be honest. I the guy I talked to recently. Who I haven't talked to in years, who who uh, works at the other competitor, competing company, for example. Um, he's talking about uh, he's talking about how he's bought a property to rent out. Now rent prices in Canada right now are going quite high. So he bought mm -hmm. property, and he goes, "Well, I bought property because the rent prices are high, and it's probably going to go up for X, Y, Z reasons." And so, you know, it's really exciting. Like I'm making a lot of money on it right now, and people. And he said something to the effect of, "People don't really have options of where to go, so like I can just charge the rent." Like it's charge it, and it's really expensive right now. And like that comment was quite strange to me, because 
it's like he's making lots of money on it and he plans to make more over time because rent will probably keep going up and such. But in my, in my head, I was like, in my head, I was like, wouldn't you just charge lower rent? Like, if you yeah. know the rent is super expensive, it's different if your mortgage is high. That's how you, that way your rent is high because you got to cut. That's super different. But if you're making really good money on it, wouldn't you just charge like I, I would just charge less rent because I'd be like, this is stupid. Like, th like this is so expensive. Like, I'm just going to charge a little bit less. Yeah, so the person can actually have a house. I don't know if it's a thousand percent profit, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm making like a hmm. this much profit. Okay, I can make 200 bucks less a month on my 1500 that I make profit. I can make 1300, <laughs> not 1500. Like, okay, what do you do? What is that? Like, it's that's not a big deal. But to a renter, that probably is a big deal. Yeah. It just is. Like, hey, like, listen, everyone else is charging this. I'm trying to even less. It's like, why is rent so ridiculous? Like, it doesn't need to be. Now, sometimes it needs to be because the mortgage is quite high and that, that's different. But if it's just high because it's high and you can, you just can. Hmm. It's like, yeah, I make good money. It's like, yeah, but like, what? What do you mean? It's a bit about, about like integrity and everything. I think that's like, as a business owner, I've, I've never owned a business, so I may not know. But I think you have money but you also have your integrity and I don't think it's necessarily good to sell yourself as much as so obviously as far as you make a living and you like eat well and uh, have your savings and everything but then just to profit off your own integrity and like not treating people as humans I don't think it's a good feeling necessarily I wouldn't well I have never been a business owner so I can't really speak but I think it's just ugh, unpleasant. I don't know. It's, my thoughts on it is that I think our econ, like the general economic system, just allows for like really bad people to like get success, like to be the most successful ones. Mm. You think about it being like an awful person is like a more viable economic. <laughs> that like it is. I, I mean, it is. Um, why do you say that? I'm curious. Well, why do you think if that? You, um, think about. Um, like I've been reading your blog posts about um, how you wanted to expand your business. And then I also think about how well you pay us. And then I was thinking, well, if he were a different businessman, he could easily um, expand his business like a lot by charging the students like way more and by paying us like way less, which leaves you with like a big chunk. But obviously there's, I don't think you would do that because. But wouldn't you quit then if I didn't pay you? Like that's like that's what we, I, we could never know. We could never know because I think oh, well, we we're not giving you ideas. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not giving you ideas. But... Yeah, I mean, we can convince me to pay you less. Yeah, let's do it. All right, six bucks an hour. Let's do it. Go. Well, no, I mean, I probably, I I'd be out, but <laughs> but I'm and sure we know how many jobs you have, Colton. Like you've got so many choices, you can still only work anywhere. Yeah, like yeah. I so many job offers. Um, but other people, I think, like, um imagine there's somebody that happens to speak Spanish and they're just really need the money, then they would probably settle for whatever they can hmm. get. And I think people tend to run their businesses like that. And it's kind of more economically viable. I don't think that's how it should be, but just the way the system is, I think. Yeah bad to other people is kind of like how you no it's like and the same like this like the piggybacking of, of he it's like for example my previous job 
why were they horrible people? Okay, mm. well, okay, no, <laughs> no shade, but they were mm. kind of horrible people in the sense that they treat you badly. What it, does it entail? Like, for example, any sort of complaint by the student is always your fault at all times, even if yeah, they call you. Told you me names. that once. You told me that. Like, I was like, "What do you mean?" That was such. They a can call you names. They can. They can tell you to your face something along the lines of, "Um, oh, all women are like." vividly remember this one uh a student wanted to ah you couldn't argue with the student either so you needed to like agree with them and he would say something like oh all women are horrible and women are like that's why because women in the workplace and women that and i was like do you really like, uh, where am i like, do you see I, i'm a woman that could... and i couldn't say anything to him because if he complained and he said oh this woman talked back to me <laughs> uh like you I would get in trouble and that's why we would just keep our mouth shut. But that's only because the students are the ones who pay the money and you need to keep them happy. So they give the money. Mm -hmm. So we would have tales of the person, for example, who was famous for, he was a university professor, he still probably is, unfortunately, uni professor who would come into the classroom and he would only want good looking women to teach him. And it's like he would genuinely go to the reception and say, no, uh, oh, that who is that? And he, he would just walk by with the books and would like, my dear business. Like, oh, that one. Who is that one? Oh, well, I want her. And it's kind of like, that's not a establishment for that, is it? And uh, we teach you English. That's, and obviously, an ethically right company would just say, listen, we don't want your business here because you're behaving in the property or change the behavior at least. No, he's Spain, so great. Whoever was walking by, he said, that one, that one is going to teach him. Are you going to be the, the, the that one? <laughs> and you all can, and you will experience all sort of, I'm not saying harassment, like physical or anything like that, but stuff like this would happen and you kind of like would consider it normal. And that's not ethical, but that's unfortunately how many places will work. And that, like, that oh, business well, you worked at, have they been around for a long time? Have they been in business they, for... They have, fun enough, but they have never kept... Well, okay, they have one specific guy who have the, has been working there for 15 years or some. Poor, mm. poor man. But And uh, the rest of the stuff, it's rare for a person to last more than... Well, I lasted four years, and that's like a long, long life. That's uh, Four years is like too much. And all mm. my friends like that I would make at the job, they would quit after one year or two years because it's impossible to. But they would still have, like Colton, as you say, they are going to be people coming to, like foreign people coming to Spain. They mm. don't have a job. And they will first thing first go and find a, a company. For example, they are English speakers. So they'll go teach English because that's supposedly easy. And there will always be new people in the in the machine <laughs> but they the yeah but like i don't know like it's okay what am i thinking i'm thinking like i guess wouldn't they go like wouldn't they go to business eventually because like wouldn't that eventually like wouldn't it catch up with you it kind of does because anytime you say the name i'm not going to say the name just in case what if yeah. they phoned me 
But I know that yeah, I, I, I got their website open. Actually, looking at it, because I remember you told, yeah. I remember the name because you told me. You yeah, told it, like, is, is it, it. for example, was it? Let's call it like A. So you sure. say, oh, I worked at A, and they uh, and the person who, well, funny enough, like my fiance, like on our first date, because he's on also an English teacher. I remember this vividly on our first date. He, like when we met he asked me oh well, like what do you do oh I'm an English teacher ha, he, he, ha, ha. and then I said oh I used to work at A and he would just look at me he's like oh like my condolences <laughs> like, that's, mm. oh, oh oh that's that's a tough one and everybody knows every single English teacher that is local if you say this word they'll say oh ow 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 that's hurt so why do they do that so because they want to make more money that's why yeah. they treat because they have a monopoly on companies, for example, the companies, the big businesses hire them as their corporate teachers because they rely on them. But I don't know how they rely on them, to be honest, because they will have a new teacher every week, pretty much. You, we would have our schedules next morning. Like, well, then isn't that stressful? Like, it just sounds bad in every way. So, okay, fine. Yeah. You just, okay, like, then that means people are quitting all the time. So that means I have to keep, like, I'm thinking me, like, if people are quitting all the time, I have to keep hiring new people. Like that yeah. sounds stressful. Weekly, pretty much. There's weekly. There's new. But do they have like a... lots of resumes coming in all the time? Yeah. They, like... Yeah, that's pretty much the case. Where do they, they get? They... Oh, okay. Market oh, is oversaturated. There are like too many, too hmm. many young, inspiring, foreign little creatures like as myself. Because I, I started working as a student, and for example, mm -hmm. I remember all my interview. I actually we just had a chit chat with the boss, and she said, "Oh, start Monday." I was like, "What?" Oh, Oh, we didn't have like, oh, look at my resume. Like, it's a little bit more serious or something like that. She's like, oh, you speak English. Where is you start Monday? I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, is there a test? Is there a, some sort of a, do you want me to, to like show you something maybe? Like how I teach? Mm. No, because they don't have time for that. They know that if you're good, you'll stay. If you're bad, you'll just like be. But I don't know how students tolerate that, to be honest. Because for the student perspective, the classes are scheduled, but the teachers are a surprise always. Mm. Like for example, mm. the same student is taught by any old person, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's it's just like that. Kind of imagine yeah. how that would work because a lot of Americans are like told for like an option if you want to like travel abroad, you can go teach English. And I remember once mm. I started a language teacher and I heard that, I thought, mm, something going on there because like you can't just grab a native speaker off the street and be like yes they they know enough to like teach a language no they 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 don't even know what a gerund is in english like yeah they yeah no, that, arguably but, native speakers in that particular school were the worst possible teachers because they they literally they were just a person from the street They're like oh just, like, you come <laughs> some guy just just some guy <laughs> yeah. just some dude that knows how to talk but mm -hmm. I, had this, I knew this guy years ago and mm -hmm. uh i was trying to do some i was trying to um hire someone for digital marketing and i knew a guy who did it and i was i actually known him for a few years i trusted him so um i paid him whatever his fee was I can't remember what it was but it wasn't too much but it's still somewhat expensive at least and and i just trusted him and he just didn't do like how do i say this 
his goal was just to close a sale. Like that was the way he'd structure things. So the, the way he'd write sales pages and the way he, the types of things he'd want to do um, would just be to close the sale. Like that's what he was thinking about. And I just thought it was so, and he, he was, he did it. That was his job. Like he really did it full time and he had clients and, you know. So those things work at the end of the day. I just found it very peculiar. Like it, it seems so, I have a lot to think about after today's podcast because, well, I have a lot to think about because <laughs> how do you, like, like for a Colton's English teacher example, like, like I've seen that a lot myself too. You can just go to Japan and just teach. And it's like, right. How would, why would someone just invite a foreigner to like, not a foreigner, but a native English speaker to teach? Like what's going through their mind that makes them think that this is a good idea, that this is going to work. Like what, what are they thinking now? I understand. Okay. They're, they, they flew in from different countries so as a cultural exposure. That makes sense to me. Like there's a lot of benefits to doing it. I do understand. But if you just, if they're, if you're hiring them full-time in a school or something and they're not teachers and they're, you're not going to train them, you're just going to make them teach. Like how, don't you care about the student's education? Like, don't you want that, them that, to learn that's English? Isn't that point, the then. point? No, the marketing point is like, for example, here, because I, sure, you both live in English speaking countries. Ah, me, that's why. Because, to a non-English speaking country, the appeal of English teachers, they have to be native because they have this wonderful accents or whatever the preference is. And the marketing appeal to that is like, somehow people believe that I think the nativeness will rub off onto, like for example, I used to, it, at this job, they would tell us to pretend we are native speakers. I was like, well, I'm clearly not. That's, that's not gonna happen. I'm not a native speaker. They're like, well, you just don't mention where you're from, that's fine. Because we sell you as a native speaker, and I'm like, what? Well, how? Like what? Like what? Oh, I, 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 I parents I want have... natives. Parents want like a student, for example, kids and stuff, and also prestigious bosses in the company because that's the clientele. Mm -hmm. The company will be like, oh yeah, uh, well, a person from whatever Oxford or obviously not, sure. uh, and or the person from this country is teaching us, and we're so native, and we're so like hype, and like we're so. For example, if I tell you, oh, I, my English teacher is Canadian, it somehow is so cool. But if my English teacher is Russian, it's like, oh, wow, well, what does she know? She's Russian. She's never been. I'm like, yeah, surprise. <laughs> Not anyhow native. So that makes sense. Like the prestige from like the marketing perspective makes sense. The prestige makes sense. But the person who actually goes and markets you as a native speaker, they actively know they're lying. Yeah. Why would you do that it's not necessary like okay hang on it's not necessary because you can still find students without doing it number two like you're you're lying like now on the website that you're looking at the, yeah. the, the one that you yeah, opened yeah. find a massive glaring all native teachers uh banner because i'm sure it's somewhere i've never been on the website but i'm sure there is because on the door of the academy there is like oh we'll we're all native and we never speak, for example, we'd never be allowed to speak any other language except for English to each other in the corridor or whatever, because uh -huh. that will ruin the magic. And that's how I have a lot of friends here who are Spanish and they're like, we're Koryks, and we still speak English because we got used to it. Like we would yeah. never speak Spanish to one. I have a one good friend from Belarus. She's she's a Russian native speaker, but we've never spoken Russian to one another. And we still speak English anytime we meet in the street. Mm. We don't have to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, kind of this whole 
the the company that I used to the franchise I used to work for where I ran a window their window cleaning the, the franchise. Um, I guess the culture, the work culture, promote it would 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 facilitate certain behaviors that that are I'm not proud of looking back. Like I did certain things that I'm not proud of. Like I remember this is one person in particular that I remember where she was clearly having an emotional breakdown because of the, it was, we worked long hours. It was like an 80 hour week job and you're like 18, 19 high stress. And she's having this emotional breakdown and she wanted to, um, she wanted to quit. And I, like, it's not that I didn't let her, I didn't physically force her to not quit, but <laughs> like, I, I was very strong. I was too strong in my language to not make her to not make her quit. And as like, I did that and like, I don't, I'm not proud of it. It, it it's partially, it's partially called work culture thing. Um, there were t like, you know, like when you do something and your gut screaming at you, like, don't do this. Right. Yeah. It took me a while to like learn to listen. So I guess I do understand why someone might make certain decisions in a, in a company, but just, I don't know. But that company also was like flat. Like it's not like they grew. They were flat for the most part every year after year. Like and they had high turnover. Right. Hmm. High turnover is flat. It was high stress. It was there's a lot of problems and a lot of good things too. Like I enjoyed working there and I learned a ton. I'm super grateful for it. It was not like a bad company, but hmm. there were certain parts of the culture that sometimes would lead the way that that I don't know if I can blame it on the culture or if it's on me. I don't know. But I did things that I'm not proud of sometimes at that. Yeah, because obviously, if it's, it's if it's an environment, like I think that's what Colton was saying. It's kind of like if the good behavior is punished by the society, like Colton, as you say, no, then there is no reason to behave that way. That's why I've, I I prefaced my speech that I've never owned a business, so I I would never think what would I do, but because probably. If I was in this environment as long as you were, maybe I would do the same thing and then feel about it. <laughs> or even if I had a language academy here in Spain, I would do, well, hopefully not. That's why I never want to open a language academy here in Spain because it's impossible to compete with the company as big as like the other one, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, I want to go back to the Colton's episode. Colton, you said it. Like we live in a society where it's easier to make money with bad, bad practices hmm. than as a good practices. Why do you think it's easier? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. My not my knee jerk reaction is that it's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah, easier, my, I would think my knee jerk reaction too is that you know it should, you know it should be like that. Oh, good people do better, but I think it's just that. Mm, like to get money you there's a lot of different ways that you can like get money from somebody you know from your students I think the way that businesses started was that yeah you had to earn the money from them you had to get their trust you have to like do all of these things but I mean there are ways to get around the like ethicalness and being a good person is something that you have to work on like hmm. it's something that you have to practice it's something that you have to um it's work it's extra energy and it's costly and so i think it's just easier for 
businesses that don't really care about ethics or morals or anything like that to thrive. Because if you don't view your workers as people, you don't treat them as people, then you can just pay them the bare minimum, treat them like shit. And that's kind of more of, to me that, what am I trying to say? Hold on. Like, it's just easier to make money if you don't care about which hmm. you're doing, like who you're hurting. And then would you think, would you say that it's easier to make money in the short term, but that's going to run out? Like that you can't do it long term, could you? Or maybe you can. Well, I mean, I think about companies like Amazon, like hmm. the billion dollar and company. Stuff. And I've heard of them working their workers until like they pass out from exhaustion hmm. or um whatnot. And so I'm not entirely like I don't really know much about business. It's not really something that I've that's kind of outside of my area of kind of um knowledge and rabbit holes and whatnot but i mean seeing companies like amazon and like the language the other language company that catherine was talking about seeing them being the most successful but also being like the worst you can imagine it's kind of very telling about yeah system and so let me poke a hole in that but i don't know i'll poke a hole carefully because i don't know about amazon i haven't read a lot about it so i'm just i guess i'm just playing devil's advocate mm -hmm. um i think correct me if i'm wrong but in those jobs where amazon employees work long hours and they're worked it's like super fast and you're gonna burn out isn't that as advertised like if it's as if it's as advertised like that's what the position is advertised to be mm -hmm. and people choose to take it mm -hmm. It's not a choice, though, Azrin, I don't think. Because it's the same, with, for example... Okay, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead. Why am I... Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I don't know. It's kind of like, okay, I wear Primark and Sheen. That's my style, I sure. guess. And they are horrible companies, obviously, but I can't afford not to wear a Sheen, for example. Well, okay, I can't... Not that I can't afford, but, for example, if I want to shop in a really sustainable homemade, like the handmade, uh, amazing tissues, amazing, like ethically um ethically sourced company like for clothing for mm -hmm. example i would only buy one dress as opposed mm -hmm. to like 20 on sheen okay. so and I, I mean i can technically afford one dress but then i would need the second one and that's kind of the whole paradox in it and obviously i'm not speaking this like oh i live in poverty and something like that but a person of a normal class so to speak uh, which I don't know if it's middle anymore, like I don't know, middle, low, whatever I'm class am I? Uh, but you'd still not be able to afford not to make those choices. And I'm sure that a person who works in Amazon, right. for example, that's their choice. They know mm -hmm. they're like, for example, here in, in I need to say the company, oh my god, I've, <laughs> here, for example, I know a person, a close friend of mine who came back to the the evil company because she, she didn't have any chance. And she used to run her own. And she basically right, but went she back the money and like, that's, that's Yeah, she had to close right, the company and go back to. And it's mm -hmm. so sad because at any time we speak to her, she's kind of, it's a little bit the same feeling because all of my friends, we quit. Actually, the year that I, that I met you, we, like, 
imagine now you have like 20 people staff, I don't know how many, but 15 left. Sure. Like straight off, because we just all started talking to one another and say, oh, wow, is that normal? Like, is that good? No. But then one of them is the only one who came back, like I think this year or maybe last year. And we were so sad by it. Like, but also it's a full-time job for her. And uh, it's not easy to think, for example, find a full-time job um, teaching languages here in Spain. So that's the only option that you have. Mm. Well, no, it's in Spain. Okay, not in Spain. I, I live in a tiny city. Eh? Yeah. In a city that, okay, if you go to Barcelona, Madrid, you'll have multiple options. But here, like in in this TV thing, you'll only have that option. And obviously, if you had a choice, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Nobody wants to. If if you okay, if you're new to the city and they sell you all the speeches like, oh, they're so amazing, then obviously you'll go there and you figure yourself out, like you figure out what's happening. But knowingly coming back to this company, it's a very sad occasion, unfortunately. Well, what do you guys think of this? Like maybe it, it could be super wrong, but I'm but you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, and then I'll be I'll stand corrected. Um so first of all, I do think there's there are there are circumstances where people have no choice and you're in a position <laughs> where you have to work somewhere or you have to make a choice that you don't want to make. That's that of course that happens. Um at least sometimes, at least. Um I also think that there are times where you have to make or people think they have only one choice, but they actually have way more choices. But they're not, <laughs> but they don't either they don't see it or maybe their pride stops them from making another choice as an example, or they might not be pride, but they just for, for one reason or another, they don't make the other choice, hmm. right? They don't make it. So, and so they, they make the choice of going back to such and such company, for example. And it's not that that was their only choice. It's that they actually yeah. have any other choices too, right? They could have actually gone and worked at this business, but they were scared to do something that wasn't teaching English and so they'd rather go back to an awful company teaching because they know what it is to teach. And at least it's something they know and it's not as scary as the unknown, for example. Those are a few thoughts that came to mind. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that came to mind is, um, well, so when I, when I said that, when I said, hey, at Amazon, it's as advertised, quote unquote, no. What I was thinking of when I said that was the company I used to work at as a, at that franchise. Um, there are certain things that were not as advertised for sure, but a lot, a lot of the work environment, the responsibilities was as advertised. Like you knew what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. You knew that like you were told throughout the interview process multiple times, you're going to work seven days a week. You're going to work 10, 11, 12 hour days during this, during this period of time, it gets slower during this part. So you have more time then, but during this window, you're going to work seven days a week. 10, 11, 12 hours a day, whatever it is. Um, you're going to make, and then in this month, it'll be this much, this window, this much. On average, our franchisees make this much money. Mm -hmm. So you can very easily do the math and go, I'm going to make this much money, work this many hours. And interestingly, like in my first year running the franchise, mm -hmm. I don't know what the math would have worked out to be, but I was mm -hmm. making, like if you looked at all the hours I worked, so I made, made $8,000 my first year at that franchise, 8,200, something like that. It's a mm -hmm. summer job, quote unquote, but you have part-time work during the school year. Mm -hmm. So I worked part-time. I don't remember exactly how many hours. I worked part 15 hours. They, they, they would say 15 to 20 hours, but I wonder if I worked less than that because I was a very low performer initially. Mm -hmm. So I, maybe I wasn't doing the work, which is very possible. But anyway, um, 
but still like you're working 10, 15 hours a week, let's say 20 hours a week for February, March, April, uh, sorry, February, March, April, May, June, you work 60, 80 hours a week, July, August, you work maybe normal full time through a 30, 40 hour, whatever it is. Right. And you make $8,000 over that whole window. But it's as Oof. advertised and the exchange is you are going to learn so much <laughs> about business. Like we're, we have no hiring, we have no prereq. That's not true. You don't need previous experience to have this job. You're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to train you in everything. So the reason you're working so much is because mm -hmm. you suck at everything. You have no <laughs> skill. And it's not, they don't say it like that, but they're more professional, but really it's like, you're not good <laughs> at the job. Mm -hmm. It's like when you hire, um, well, it's like, um, I don't have a pre high, I don't necessarily have a requirement for someone to have taught before teach for me like yesterday i just talked to someone yesterday i gave her a new class she doesn't teach very much for me she basically teaches one class somewhat as a favor like a paid favor i guess but yesterday she wanted to take she wanted to take another student i had one for her she's teaching a language never taught to age group she never taught like completely like, <clears throat> all brand new and she's gonna do like all this extra work to prep for the class that's technically unpaid like i'm paying her well for the class teaching time i'm actually paying her a bit I'm paying her a bit extra because I'm like, I feel bad that she's putting all this prep time. It's not see, 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 that's what you do because you are like, you have this mentality. You're already, you're like, yeah, but it's oh, like, it's nominal. It's not like, it's like nominal. Still. It's like, it's, it's like, it's not like she's going to put in, I know she's going to put in hours and hours and hours mm -hmm. to prep for like her classes. Mm -hmm. But, but, but again, like, that's what it's, it's, but she knew that she's like, I asked her, like, you've never taught this language, you've never taught this age group, you've never taught in this format. I can help you prep for it. I can give you resources. I can, like, I can help you, but you are going to have to, if you, if you want to take this class, mm -hmm. like you're going to, it's going to be more work because you've never done it. Right. And like, I'll have to help you prep and I'll have to help you. The student knows you've never taught this before. Like they're super aware of what the situation is. It's not like mm -hmm. they're going to expect, like everyone's on the same yeah. page. Right. But like, if you want this, like he, you know, he knows that you're learning. I'm like, she's, she'll be, she'll be just fine. Like she's, she'll be able to do it. Like I know she will. Otherwise, I wouldn't have taken the money from the student and like I won't even ask her. Like she'll be just fine. But like it's what it's but she gets but the what but the exchange is like what she told me on the phone yesterday is like, oh yeah, I would never say she's like, I would never say yes to something I don't want to do. I'm doing it because like I want to learn a new skill. Exactly. Like, it sounds no. cool to learn how to do this and like it sounds kind of fun and I would enjoy it. And I understand that I'll have to do like all this extra prep work, especially because she's a very organized, like very highly prepared type person. So she will go into a class like super prepared that's how that's her personality um but she's like i enjoy it so there's like a tr there's like a trade-off so at amazon i don't know what it is at amazon and it could literally be they're exploiting people i just i just don't know mm -hmm. right and i don't I trust see. headlines unfortunately mm -hmm. it's like i read headlines but i don't trust any headlines i read mm -hmm. yeah i don't trust headlines i i don't i because the reason I the, the reason I don't trust headlines is the same reason that you're bothered by the teen who speaks twenty like people who speak twenty <laughs> languages. I know if I form an opinion based on this topic and I don't know the topic, yeah, I know how awful I how dumb I sound to people who yeah. actually know about the topic. And I know I like to talk, and so I know I sound dumb a lot of the time because I talk about things I don't know about sometimes. And like I'm like I must sound so stupid. I but after I kick myself, like you shouldn't have said anything else, and you had nothing intelligent. Your mouth shut. Like you probably sound like such an idiot. <laughs> no, but I don't know. It's but still, for example, what you're describing is a totally normal ethical practice, and uh, it's a totally like it's everybody should think like that, you know. But 
yet again, coming back to my previous job, I did learn a lot to know how, because Monday they hired me. I had to teach uh, a high level, I think lawyers of like the biggest company, um, one of the biggest com- businesses of uh, Galicia, of the region. Okay. And my training was exactly uh, the head of studies yelling at me for coming late. She's like, oh, how are you supposed to prepare for the class? You have a class in 10 minutes. I'm like, weren't I supposed to get somehow, like, wasn't it training today? I thought, no, Tom, you're going to teach. I'm like, And these people paid good money for a professional native teacher <laughs> to teach them a class. And obviously you are either a swim or sink. sink. And that's what you do. You enter the class, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to portray confidence and I'm going to pretend that I've known everything. And mm. they are going to obviously know that that's not the case, but we'll all play pretend mm. that we did. And that's, and nobody wins, obviously, but that's the cheapest option for them. Because if they complain and they say, oh, this teacher is horrible, then they'll just sack me on the day off. And we've never seen each other, and that's that's going to be about it. But if mm-hmm. I do swim, <laughs> they, which I did, uh, they'll just hire me for more classes, and that's the eternal cycle of uh, horrible things. And why don't I... But I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot. I now can teach anything for anything within the languages that I know, and I'm not afraid. You can tell me, oh, tomorrow you're going to be teaching Russian for astronauts. They're going to space uh, next week. And uh, uh, you have to know all the specific engineering vocabulary of a spaceship. I will be like, and the class is next week or tomorrow. I'll be like, well, off we go. (laughs) Interesting. I think the reason that they... um do that kind of like lie about the native speakers is because I think in a sense they know that it's not working they know that you can't just like take a non-native speaker pass them off as like native English speaker and then have the student learn however if they tell the student that this is a native English speaker then if the student complains well or hold on <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. That's so strange. Bad no, business point, practices. But no, but yeah, bad business practices. But like, if the student, <laughs> but like, the student is obviously going to struggle learning the language. But since they're led to believe that the teacher is like a native speaker, then I'm sure they would probably start to think, oh, well, it might be something that I'm doing wrong. And then they're just going to keep buying more mm-hmm. and more because they're thinking, yeah. oh, I just need to keep practicing. I just need to, because, you know, it's not them. It's, you know, must be me. So I just got to keep buying some more classes. But I think the business knows it's not working. But since it's not working, they can keep the student longer. Kind of, they can keep the student. That makes sense. Every step of the way. Yeah, there were plenty of these cases. There were plenty of these cases. Oh, really? A person would come for like, whatever five years six years and mm-hmm. they would just go at it and try their best and they would progress nothing at all mm-hmm. but they would they they were good salespeople there they were like well yeah. but you need to try hard it's your fault well they didn't yeah. say 
it's your fault but you're kind of like well one more year and you're for sure going to be able to no <laughs> no no you're not but i don't know and i was going to talk about Azrin a bit i wanted to make a comment oh sorry i Azrin, what do you do when you pitch the things to the students? But I, that's what Colton said. No, but they, they, the people have a different expectation that they think it is a night to speak in front of them. I appreciate how you try to cater the students toward the teacher and not the vice versa. As in, you usually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense, Isn't that how you, you typically usually... do it? Isn't that like just normal? No, no. Well, in my experience, but yet again, I'm bruised and... <laughs> But what would you what what would be the alternative? Any old student, but basically. Because wouldn't you guys like hate each other? Well, I hate each other. Like, like I don't no, know. You no, wouldn't like each other, and then like people wouldn't keep paying for classes. Then that's not good. No, because we're rotated a lot. I think that's why they. If you don't like this one, hey, that's this other yeah, one. Yeah, and then I gotta deal with that. That sounds like such a pain in the ass. Like I have to like yeah. have to, like wake up and look at my email. Like oh, another. Like I don't know. Like it just seems. It just I guess. Yeah, like like for me, it just seems so silly to do things that I mean. Of course, you do things that are. How do you say this? There might be things that I do that are not right, and I do it by mistake or like, whatever. But like, but consciously do things that are not ethical. Hmm. Seems stupid. It just doesn't. If you are like self interested, here we go. So like, I think being, I think it's 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 in your best interest. It's in your best selfish interest. Mm-hmm. to be ethical because if i give you a student that you hate or that you don't like or that they don't like you or like it doesn't match well then i'll mm-hmm. have to then deal with it tomorrow or like yeah. next week like i'll have to then answer an extra email from someone who said hey i'm not happy with the class and that's going to hurt my feelings and then, uh, then i'll be stressed because i need to go figure out another instructor and then like they'll stop mm-hmm. taking classes because i couldn't find one and then i'll lose money mm-hmm. wouldn't it just be better if i just paired you off and then they just keep paying every three months for classes and you just keep teaching them and I don't have to think about it and they just pay and then I just all I do is send them a quote or like people like one of your students is pay I don't even quote her she just pays me like I just get her payment like oh, I don't exactly. mind her it just shows up in my inbox like oh okay <laughs> she ran out of classes great it's like awesome <laughs> like isn't that just better or like if I don't always have to rehire people isn't that just isn't this better for me like self if I was thinking selfishly like, yeah, I don't know. That's why I always think like, okay, fine. Yeah, you could pay someone less or you could, you know, overwork them or you could be mean or you could. And fair enough. And yeah, you might make more money. Fine. But then you're gonna have to pay for you'll have to pay for that consequence at some point. So why because would you they, do it? It doesn't. It's, they, it's just silly. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. I could lie. And I could be, I could be charging students like, I tell you, like you guys, we have our payment structure agreed upon. I was like, hey, a percentage of what they get, or blah blah. Right? Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. be lying. <laughs> like I could mm-hmm. just lie to you, but then what if you found out? Well, now I'm yeah. really screwed. Like I have mm-hmm. an assistant now, right? Like and I've had, like I've had assistants over the years, but I really have an assistant now who, like, I actually treat like an assistant, and like she sees, she sees a lot. Like she'll, like she would, like I was really scared. I was like. I hope I haven't made mistakes in how much I'm paying people. Cause like she'll see. Like I hope I'm paying everyone I what I, I hope I didn't screw it up somewhere. Like I really then like what if then I think to myself, like, what if she sees it and like she thinks it was like intentional? And then like hmm. someone finds and then it gets out and then people think I was like cheating them. And it's like, I yeah, I just made a mistake. I didn't I didn't even like 
like you know what I mean like always I'm scared of like I don't it just it just seems and then you got to keep track of your lies like I lied about using toothpaste once when I was a kid and then like I had to like keep track of my lie and it's so stressful yeah and like I lied I used toothpaste and I was like, like mom's like there is no toothpaste I guess there is like no we've run out of toothpaste how'd you use toothpaste then she was like crying because I lied to her how could she trust me now and like anyway I don't know like it, it kind of ties with your that's why I really like your email thingy that it actually you started it fairly recently or you stopped paying attention it recently I don't know but like about like honesty and stuff it does in line with you really well you have your own perception of honesty that I, I think they really appreciate about you and it's very very rare for a business owner I think and it's not not to say oh Asrin you're so amazing wow you're my boss please pay me more that's not that <laughs> that's <right>. are you <laughs> angry for something here what do you <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good that you actually are transparent like you'll just say what at first I must admit I didn't understand you much. like at first I mean first weeks that I know you, I just didn't understand you much in the sense that like you're so transparent you just just say things straight to people's faces just say things as they are and you are not trying to like sugarcoat something and be and I think that kind of now has evolved into these business model of yours that you're trying to do like genuine a good job as a business and good yeah. both obviously financially because you, you're never saying oh yeah I'm just doing it because I love uh, people and I love uh, everything la, 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 la. and you're like no I'm trying to grow my business and trying to make money like you're not hiding that aspect either you're not trying to mm-hmm. lie about that at the same no. time and that's something I, th- I think you want to like I think I told you guys like so a business well it language schools will probably track their satisfaction the customer satisfaction they'll track retention they'll track like how much money they make off each person and how mm-hmm. long they stay and all that right if they have their stats in order mm-hmm. but i realized that m- me included or us included we don't track how successful students are hmm. we don't track like hey if they take six months of classes do they get better yeah i don't track it do you guys track it for your students probably i've never told you to i've never asked you to like we i don't i never even thought of it i've never even thought of it until like past month or two what success that's the problem because if a person okay i'll ask you a question all of you i guess what is success the person having genuine good time and slowly but gradually progressing maybe not as fast as they would want or not as fast you guys as keep they could sorry you guys keep talking just keep talking to saying i can still hear you but i need like one second i'm turning my camera off for a second Mm-hmm. but i'm still here you don't worry and it's like or it's that they progress really fast and then mm-hmm. they have achieved whatever the goal that they've had and then they can now fly free so to speak mm-hmm. like i don't know what the success is because either or, for example i have some students who are mm-hmm. always like i have this one particular student i don't know if she's going to listen to that but she's so sweet and she says oh you must hate me like as a joke obviously you must hate me as such a terrible student i'm never progressing i was like no, you do. You just are not studying for any sort of goal. We have fun. We do, sometimes we will redo the same topic multiple times, but you have fun with that as well. You don't mind repeating. Why you're a horrible student, you're a brilliant student. We we have a good time. You don't have any pending like sort of exam or achievement to succeed. You're a good student, you're progressing. Not Maybe not as quickly as somebody else who is like talented, no, I mean, I'm not saying she's not. I'm, I'm saying there's like 
super this kind of like Mozart type of person who's like, oh, I come to class once, Golden <laughs> Hue, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like this kind of thing. She's not mm. like that, but it, why would she need to be? Mm. It doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. Or she or anyone else. I think simply define success is, you know, kind of like how well you've achieved your goals. And I think the reason some people feel they're not successful is because maybe since she doesn't have like a pending exam or anything like that, she doesn't have a specific goal. She has, mm-hmm. maybe she has more of like an innate goal, like a view of how somebody like a Spanish student should be. And I think stuff, I, that's kind of the other reason that I don't like um, those hyper polyglot videos is they kind of make it seem like well yeah if you're like this is just what people do you know you can just learn language really fast and so people see that and since they're not really experienced in learning languages their idea um in their head is that well students of this language they should just be able to learn a bit and then they're completely fluent and they sound just like a native speaker and that's obviously not the reality. And so I think since people have unrealistic um, ideas about what it means to learn a language, they feel disappointed when they don't reach those yeah. ideas, which I think is true for everything else um, Yeah, as well. But yeah. I can definitely relate to like, for example, I'm taking piano lessons mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily good at it because I never practice. And that's mm-hmm. the reality of the matter. But I'm mad sometimes. I'm like, oh, why don't I now, like, for example, read the note sheets fluently? And the mm-hmm. reason to that is that I don't practice enough. But in my mm-hmm. brain, it's kind of like, oh, I've been taking the classes for a year. I should have been fluent in that already. No, not really. Mm-hmm. I did do my <laughs> my part I would have. And it's not on the on the teacher necessarily. But also, do I have fun? I'm going to keep on taking classes, yes. Yeah, and, and I think uh, that's the thing too, because like, so like, there's two, there's there's different reasons people take classes, right? And um, there are some people that take it for so more than two reasons, not just two reasons, there's multiple reasons. They might it might be for fun. It might be like I'm taking Mandarin classes. I don't expect to get better right now. I just it's just a way for me to use it in a casual way. Um, like there's an expectation that I think it's. It's not even success rate. I should stop using that term because I do I use that term a lot. And I, I should stop using it. It's not the right word. The right term is not. The right term is what did the student expect to get out of the classes and did they get what they expected to get out? Like that's the right way to view it. And mm-hmm. but that also means there are some people that pay and they're expecting results. Mm-hmm. Like in their mind, consciously or unconsciously, they're expecting results. Mm-hmm. And for those people results should be delivered where some people like I've you know like I've got one student that I teach and there's it's like we just hang out in Spanish like there's no she's just trying to casually sort of get better over time and make Spanish part of her life and that's how it is right and then I've got another one who but then I have another one who takes regular classes I've known her for years now she's she has progressed gradually and she's way better now than she was four years ago three years ago but for her, like her reason for taking French classes um, was for professional, personal to an extent, but also professional. Mm-hmm. And now with the mindset I have now, like I actually think it would have been 
not better to not take the clients. That's not quite right. But what would be better is if I'd said, hey, if we're if I was very results focused, I'd be like, hey, you're trying to prep for this particular professional situation. Mm -hmm. Here's the pathway to do that in the shortest period of time, because it wasn't really mm -hmm. personal per se. It was like I need it for this professional reason. And instead, what I sold her and it was years ago, what I sold her was more like, hey, yeah, let's take classes. I can definitely help you with it, which is true. I did help her with it. Mm -hmm. But I talked to someone last week, a new potential student, also somewhat of a friend, new friend. It's like, I want to learn French. I was like, what for? She's like, oh, because I think it might help me in work prospects. I want to do this. And I was like, great. What you probably need to do, if that's really why you're learning, I think you should take like an actual course that looks like this. It'd probably run you like two, $3,000. Like I wouldn't be able to do it for you, but I can help you. I can tell, I wouldn't have the capacity. I don't have the program for it, but I think you could. And I could probably, I can help you find someone who could do it. Um, or maybe we could do it. We'd have to talk about it. I'd have to talk by instructors and see, but it'd be like a pretty expensive course, $2,000, but you'd be, you'd probably have, you very likely have what you need. How do you say this? You would need, you would have the level you need for what you're trying to do work-wise within like a year or two. Hmm. And like, this would be the curriculum that probably within a year or two, you would have the level you need for the purpose that you're trying to get to. And not be that, you know, like people will go do a professional certification for something because they want a promotion yeah. or something. Well, they pay for the certification to get their promotion. Yeah. And it's like, well, they know how long certification takes. They might take them longer because they failed the test or they've had, they failed the, they, they might, of course. Right. And so it might take them longer, but they do know, oh, there's like a certification and then I can go do this, get my promotion, get this job. Wonderful. Well, in her case, I was like, well, that's, that's probably the best approach for you. Right. Or someone who goes, well, I'm moving to I'm moving to Mexico in two years and I want to learn casually. It's like, OK, great. A weekly private class or group class like that might be fine. Right. To learn some basics in two years. Like, yeah, it's, that's that's totally fine. But if someone's going in, in three months and they're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to get there and I'm moving there and I'm 24 and I'm going to have to work or no, not even let's not three months. Let's say it was like a year, but they're going to move <laughs> there and like work and integrate society. It's like. Well, I don't know if a private weekly class is your best option. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could not, be, right? It could be like a program or something like that. Because I did teach this sort of goals. And I actually was, was thinking about like products like this, like English for whatever, like, oh, for example, English for dentistry. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's not necessarily difficult to devise this sort of programs for this particular person. And it could be private lesson. But their teacher should should be pitching myself. But the teacher should be very system focused, and if they have a systematic view in mind, they may devise a program like that for them that will work. But the thing is, it needs to be like the specific kind of personality for teacher who can actually, in fact, create this sort of materials and is willing mm. to, because they will take a lot of time and they're demanding and whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. It's yeah, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily like three thousand euros. Like for example, because as you were speaking, I was just like thinking about it. I would not reject the the client, and in fact, like my private lessons that they just are somehow randomly finding me. I don't even advertise anywhere anymore. But like they just some find me magically. Uh, they are mostly like this type of people. Oh, I'm, for example, I have this person who I need the English for my uh, doctoral thesis defense. So we're going to be doing just that. I have a program for her. It's hers and hers only. And we're doing this. 
and it's host specific and I had to think about it obviously now with chat GPT it's much easier to do those things easier like because if you have this vision in mind you can just ask the robot to do the exercises you need to double check that I love how you say the word robot it's so funny it's because I was thinking the Robert I got us the it's so amazing I love it got us the Robert and, and from now on, I think from now on it's going to be just the robot I do talk to it as if it was a person. Do you guys oh. do that? Do you say like thank you and stuff? I, I do that. <laughs> like, hey, how are you doing? Like, can you oh, tell me? Not quite like that. Not quite to that. <laughs> well, that's how you're doing necessarily. But I kind of like whenever I have a like, I kind of try to speak to them a little bit in a conversational manner. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm Could asking, you please. <laughs> if I'm, yeah, yeah. I use please. I was just gonna say like. <laughs> Please tell me like how to do this or like can you do this please instead of just like putting in like a command I think it's <laughs> it responds back in the way that I expect a human would and so mm. I feel bad if I just like bark at it like it's not... <laughs> if you say thank, thank you and stuff yeah so like oh thank you <laughs> and it is will it, reply back is it just terrible that, that... sorry go ahead like if you reply back, you say thank you to it, and it's like, oh, I'm really glad that. It's like, oh, look at you, Robert. Like, it's such a pleasure to work with you. <laughs> just, I sometimes have, as much as I don't like the idea of AI and everything, I sometimes talk to Robert for fun, just some random topics, whatever they have to say. <laughs> I like to mess with it and to see find <laughs> flaws with it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I think AI is really interesting this one time um i was telling i asked i asked the ai to tell me a noppy story and he did which really? was really uh, yeah oh like, man i'll ask him right now can you please know? i'm so curious <laughs> noppy story oh he's typing Hey, Colton, sure, I'd love to share a Noppy story with you. Noppy is a trickster figure from Native American folklore. Here's a fun and lighthearted Noppy story for you. Once upon a no time, Noppy decided to go fishing, yada, 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 started singing a silly song and doing a funny dance. And then he waved his fishing rod around like a magic wand. Suddenly, a big fish jumped out of the water and landed right in Noppy's lap. It's not a story. It's, um, I think it's funny because it's, like, made up, but, like... Kind of much as the one. How did you? <laughs> but it's so, does, it's so fascinating. Does ChatGPT know Blackfoot? Um, I don't really go on ChatGPT. I use the AI on my phone, but I, I don't believe they do because I'll ask him to say, "Tell me a word in Blackfoot," and then let's see. Can you tell me a word in? Blackfoot. Okay, he just told me, okay, how about another? Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Okay is like, okay. Is yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh. Oh, here's one that he just made up. Sure thing, Colton. Here's another word in Blackfoot for you. Aboksi means thank you. No. <laughs> 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 that's literally my reaction to the person speaking russian is like dean speaks Russian. no and um yeah it's really interesting because i think 
he doesn't have it doesn't have like a big enough database to know mm. Blackfoot. And so I ask it and it probably just makes something up. Like, oh. <laughs> it just I tried before and I'd I'd like tell him all these words and then I'd be like, hey, do you remember what this means? And he's like, I don't. And I <laughs> And that's when I get fresh, like, that's when I get frustrated at him. Like, he's a human. I'm just like, that's when I start, like, typing out, I just told you what you mean you don't remember. Like, literally, like, five seconds ago. Yeah, I, I did that, too. I sometimes get mad at it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, because it's so, it's so smart. It's so good. And then I yeah. make these mistakes that don't make any, and you're like, and it's, it's frustrating because it's so good, usually. Like I remember this one time I told it oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was I was actually like getting like I, I spent 20 minutes getting mad at it and trying to coach it to do what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Um so I wanted I was using it to prep a class and I asked it to prep like a a Spanish quiz on mm-hmm. I think it was I forget what type of grammar point, but some grammar point. I was like, hey, prep a quiz with like a multiple choice quiz with uh on this topic, right? Mm-hmm. And it and it makes it. And then I was like, each option in the multiple choice was correct. Mm-hmm. Or no, each one is incorrect. Sorry. Not, there's no, as one of the two, so all, all were right or they're all wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that well, does it. That doesn't, that's not how multiple choice tests work. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, please make sure did you give include. Did give choice? It did. <laughs> well, I told her, please make sure you include. I was like, maybe you didn't know. Okay. Please make sure you include one right answer and the rest would be wrong. But then mm-hmm. what happened was like, it just, it gave me the questions again, but it didn't do it right. And I was like, it, I think it was like, it forgot to include that one grammar point. So it gave me a whole bunch of other things. Like, yeah, but you, you didn't give it to me in this grammar points. So I was like, let me tell you again, multiple choice test, this many questions, one right answer, three wrong answers for every single question has to be all with this grammar point. And it was still like 70% wrong. I was like, what? And I was like, your questions 7, 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 do not use the right grammar point. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me fix it for you. Doesn't fix it. Like, no. please tell me what you think. And I was like, please tell me what you think you're supposed to make for me. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking? And I type oh, it back. Like, one. okay, that's, yes, you're correct. Please make that for me. And I copy paste it. Wrong again. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. No, it does that. It does that sometimes. Especially in the languages that is not English. And it speaks American English. Like, yes. it speaks as a person from, not, like, and that's why how, for example, it just has a different feel. And whenever I think I told you, you said for Russian, right? People, like for Russian, no, it sounds it, like an American. It's, it's an, an American. I, I haven't tried in a while, I guess, because, because it might have improved. But like anytime you ask it to do any sort of like quiz tasks or fill the gap, for example, fill the gap with these words. And it would just like fill, do the uh, make the gaps and they have nothing to do with the. And I was like, no, 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 the gaps have to contain these words. And it's like so random and stuff like that, and interconnected many times. Mm. And it it doesn't necessarily understand what you tried to say. But also, we're expecting too much, I think, from the poor Robert. <laughs> but I think it's because yeah. sometimes it does really good. Like sometimes you ask yeah. it, it's exactly. But I think the times when it doesn't, you're like, well, just yesterday, I asked you something very similar, and you did a great like what what happened, or you know what I mean. So it, it really is like talking. It's like trying to it, honestly, because like, I talked to um. I saw the time. I have to go soon, but um, okay. I'll. I still have. How much time do you guys? Do you guys have? No, you're good for like ever. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, I don't but, know. Yeah, like I remember. 
So, cause so you guys teach right as well. And so mm -hmm. I find that I often teach chat GPT things. Like I'll, I'll, I'll change my wording. Like, Oh, this is what it thought I meant. Yeah. Cause like when I tell students, they often misunderstand, like if they think, and I'll say, Oh no, no, no. What I mean is this. And I correct. Right. Just like with people. And I have a very relatively straightforward time training chat GPT mm -hmm. or like, like changing my prompts to make it understand yeah. what I want. Or, it's not really that hard. Sometimes it gets stuck and it's like, okay, I clearly can't use this tool for this purpose right now because it's not listening, but generally I can make it work. But then when I tell people my, like the, the normals, when I say the normals, I just mean like, <laughs> like people that don't use chat to be very often or like they're not teachers, like, like, oh yeah, I kind of asked chat to be this, like, oh, wow. Or I'll be like, oh, I'll say, hey, just ask chat GPT to solve that problem. Like if you're struggling, like, hey, is that chat GPT? Like, well, what do I ask it? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you ask it? Like, what do you mean? Like, what prompt do you use? I'm like, I don't know. I'm having this problem. Can you help me solve it? I'm looking for options that blah, 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 say whatever. Oh, wow. I've never thought of those words. It's like, what do you, what do you mean? You don't know, like, what do you mean? You know who's really good at that? Do you remember how, I don't know if you had the same experience, but our grandma, like our mom's and grandma's generation, when they first used Google, like, because I, my, my grandma is tech savvy for her age. She's like watching YouTube and whatever. But she, she would sometimes like type into Google. It's like, hey, Google, how are you doing? Can you please mm. give me? And you're oh. like, ha ha, grandma, you're so stupid. How but no, how tables turn. <laughs> like, that's what you need to do now. And they were right all along. Mm -hmm. And they were going to be much better at that. Because like, you just talk it as a person. Oh hey, do you know? Do you happen to know whatever? And have you ever asked it to give you advice and stuff? And it's so funny all the time. Yeah, it's have you ever asked it to give you advice as a person? Yeah, yeah. As my like pretend uh, to be say, so and so and give me advice yeah. in that perspective. Pret mm -hmm. Pretend to be my close friends. I'm I'm this pathetic. I'm like today. Actually, in the morning, I was like, oh, pretend to be my close friends. What would you do in this? Situation? Oh, interesting. I've never I've never done it that way. I usually pick like public figures. <laughs> I have friends. I do. I could have done it to actual close friends, but I was like, well, I can't be bothered to bother them with oh, that. It's just like, oh, that doesn't know your close friends. It doesn't know the personality. No, How no, would no, it? no. But it's kind of like, it's, it's a bit endearing. She's like, whoa, dear, hmm. dear Catherine, thank you so much for your trust. I really appreciate that you share this problem with me. You, and I don't, and I feel good about it. It's <laughs> like hmm. horrible. It's a machine. I understand it's a machine. I'm not crazy, but just it's nice <laughs> my student i have a student he told me the funniest thing he's like i've taught these uh teenagers for since before they were teenagers and they came into class and like like yo azarin i was like what he's like ai knows who you are i was like what are you talking about he's like chat gpt knows who you are i asked him who is azarin and he told me all about you and i was like what so chat gpt knows knows like if they search with Azarin language or knows who i am um oh, that's cool. i'm actually wondering let me see here Oh, there's nothing about you, Colton. I just I thought maybe you would know. Maybe you would know yeah, you because you've been in like the news and stuff. I thought maybe you'd know who you hmm. are, but it doesn't know you. No, but it has to be before 2000, whatever. No. It has oh, to as of my last knowledge, update in January 2022, and Colton's been hmm. on the news twice. I think, at least here in Calgary, been on the news twice. I'm not sure if in Montana, I've been on the news, but. Hmm. Um... I think it's more of the internet presence. I, I tried. Wait, ask would you? Would I be able to find you because you're in a rock band, Catherine? I, I I did try. Obviously, I'm vain, so I did try to do that, and it just made the th whole thing up. It just made the whole thing up. It has nothing to do with the band, because like, oh, do you know the band? 
and I'll I'll type in the name. He's like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, well, tell me about it. And he's like, well, this band was created in, and it's it has it's not a real band, and it's mm-hmm. very specific because our band has four four words mm-hmm. that a normal person accidentally can't just put together. It's it's just very specific. It, it's called the Ferris wheel of the engineer Ferris because in Russian it's not the Ferris wheel. It's the different mm. word, and mm. I, I, like, well, why would you? do that there is no other band with this name it's impossible for the other person just to randomly come up with four words that they don't go together i would just i don't ask him was my stage uh my stage name and i was like oh who's that in relation to this band and it just made the thing (laughs) oh okay and i was like oh cool i guess i'm that now (laughs) chat gbt knows my full name i just googled my or i searched it like i searched who's as a language nerd it knows my full name, which is interesting because I don't use my full name. Not it's it's not like a conscious. I mean, I just don't use it on the internet. Like it's not like a secret, but I just don't use it on online. But mm. it does know my full name, which is interesting. I That's asked cool. my Snapchat AI. I said, "Do you know who Asrin the language nerd is?" It's like, "Oh yes, I know Asrin the language nerd. He's a popular language enthusiast and educator on YouTube. Asrin creates videos where he shares language learning tips, tricks, and resources." He's known oh, wow. for energetic and engaging teaching style, making language learning fun and accessible for his viewers. If you're interested in learning languages, his videos can be a great resource. Let me know if there's anything else you'd like to know. Yada yada yada. And then he um added a link to or like a sponsored result. And um, but it's not for your website, it's for um <laughs> Fabin.com. And it says learn Indonesian online, new bite-sized lessons. <laughs> nothing to do with it. It's like, it's so funny. And then I asked him who I am, and he's like, "Of course, you're Colton Running Crane, my friend here on Snapchat." So I guess he didn't oh, know me. Oh, okay. Well, that's I asked nice. ChatGPT who you are, and it said, "As my last knowledge update in January 20... Oh wait, sorry, wrong one. As my last, uh, as of my last knowledge update in January 2022, I don't have specific information about an individual named Colton Running Crane. It is possible this person gained prominence or became known after that date." Or they may not be widely recognized in public domains. If Colton Running Crane is a private individual or someone who hasn't gained widespread public attention, there might be little, there might be limited information available. Hmm. And it goes on further and more. But it depends on like oh. how much there is on you when you like on Google. Like yeah. if you look Azrin, um, the language nerd on Google, you'll find a you lot. Can find it. Yeah, you can find, find a little. YouTube, you're gonna find um, Twitter, Instagram, his website. But if you look up Colton Running Crane, are you related to someone named Brandon Colton? Yes. Okay, he's on Google. <laughs> I found a picture of him on on Google. When I Google your name, your your Brandon shows up. I don't really have anything except for my ID IMDb thing. Oh. oh. And my um, and a couple articles. It's so funny. What? Yeah, you no, got, you it, got uh, I, I see some stuff here. You got like, oh, you stole your language nest with Jesse? No. No. You just reminded me. About that. Yeah, you only. Yeah, I did too. Hold on. Let me write that down. Your language nest? Research language nest. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I have to let you guys go, unfortunately, but okay. mm-hmm. like, I honestly feel like, like, man, like, I, I kind of got used to it at this point. We should do this weekly. 
I mean, I'm totally cool doing it weekly if you guys are. I don't know. I don't, if, if you fun. like it, if you're enjoying it, like I, I think it's super fun. I, I wanna... appreciate how. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you can say we got to do one in Spanish before. We yes. Go. Next week in Spanish. Yeah. Sure. Definitely, definitely. I was also thinking I... doing one where, like, uh, I don't know what you guys think. If you if you really do enjoy these and you want to keep doing them, I thought it'd be cool if uh, we do like one each where one person like. So how do I say this? Like Catherine teaches Galician or Russian because we mm. don't speak it. Colton gives us some Blackfeet. Or oh, that would be so cool. Because we don't speak, you know, Catherine. And I maybe teach like, maybe like Gujarati or Mandarin because you guys don't speak okay. it, right? I should do that. could be and something. Cool. Yeah, you should teach us Gujarati. Catherine teaches us Galician and then I teach Blackfoot. Those are yeah. like really, really um, kind of niche. Niche languages. languages. That, that's how it may blow up actually because whenever people like make content in a very niche language or something like that it's it can't help but be noticed by the community because it's kind of owners the community mm-hmm. so mm. i don't know yeah okay so okay yeah we can do this if you guys like it weekly school by both me um can we do a little bit early okay i'm gonna stop the recording people don't need to Hero schedule <laughs> thing. So if you made it two hours or whatever it's in through, thank you for listening to us. It's basically just like three friends hanging out and just hitting record and you get to listen to it. I don't know if that's interesting. I have no idea if that's interesting, but anyway, well, I'll stop the recording. Um, mm-hmm.